Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 119. What is with you? It always sounds perfect. It sounds so perfect until he hits record. Then he comes in like... You're like like overmodulated. Yeah. What do you mean overmodulated? It got a little loud for a sec. He's like, Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. That bad. Wow. (laughs) Not that bad. Sorry, people. Uh, I, I'm excited. What can I tell you? This is the beginning of the show. I want to come in kind of excited at least, or at least appearing to be excited. This is what's great. This is what's fucking great. Now that we're on Patreon, we don't got to go through that bullshit introduction. None uh, of that fucking professional. Because everybody, we you know, literally, there's like 143 people listening. That's it. That, that's mm-hmm. the extent of shit now because of where we are. So we don't got to go through any more of anybody. Maybe this is your first time. Yada, yada. We just mm-hmm. come on. We say, all right, all right. Hello, this is the show. Here we fucking go. And that's it. So I was going to do a surprise entrance for the video. I was going to put a big black box there. You weren't going to know who was there. You just ruined it. Well, cut out the beep. Can you you beep when I say I will beep. I'm just joking. It's like a beep on your Uh, phone. Give me production. Uh, You have to do production. (laughs) This poor bastard. So, Uh, yeah. Dave, why are we podcasting with this wipe? Uh Uh-oh. Did that, that quote go over everyone's head? Night of Demons. Oh, this wipe, yes. Uh, Eat a bowl of fuck. Eat a bowl of fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you have to go over the basic ones to get me uh, understanding your reverence. Like, happy Halloween asshole, do you have sour balls? Any of those, I would have said, oh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It goes for the most obscure line of the movie. (laughs) He digs too deep. He always does that. He's he's so fucking deep. And I changed it to podcasting instead of hanging. Low hanging fruit. So yeah, we we we're, we're we're pretty excited. I'm very excited because finally, after fucking how many years and how many episodes? Almost uh, six. One hundred eighteen. Five. Not almost. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Five I years. Every single one of your questions. Five years. One hundred eighteen. <laughs> oh, okay, a, a long fucking time. That's the bottom line. A long time. I've been trying to get this man on the line on the show, and it, it's really hard because number one, he was really busy with his own shit. His own shows, not shit. I mean, shows, my God. But, um, no, no. <laughs> and uh, he was so busy with his own stuff. And we record on weekends, and he has a life and doesn't record on weekends. And I can't blame him for that. That's wonderful. But we finally got him here. My my good buddy, my fucking, my hero in horror podcasting, <laughs> Mr. Alex Edwards. How are you? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Welcome, uh, man. Good, man. Yeah. No, thanks. Great to be here. I remember the... I think the first time we ever tried was uh, the Halloween 3 review or something like that, right? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that'd be great. And then, um, I don't know, like, like it was one scheduling thing after another. And it was never like, I don't know, you know, time just flies. And then you just forget to ask or the other guy forgets to invite for months. And it just goes just like that, just like anything. Like, people ask me all the time why they're not on my show and they think I'm like doing something weird. I'm like, Oh, sorry. It's weird. You don't think about it. All you think about is getting your notes together and what we're going to do next and this kind of stuff. And you just kind of forget about these things and it just happened. So I guess five years just flew by or something. I don't know. (laughs) And you hate Brandon. So let's not forget that. (laughs) But that goes without saying. (laughs) Well, I wanted to leave that out. Uh, Well, you're free now. There's so many questions that we have for you. There's so many. You want for, to grill them, be my guest. Well, well first uh, off, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 or Rocky 4? <laughs> uh, Rocky 4. <laughs> yes! Wow! Still, I, I thought I had a prayer. Okay, <laughs> shit. Oh, nah. Uh, 
That's well, it. That's actually the only question. Yeah, that'll wrap them up for the question portion. <laughs> right, that's it. Now on to the review. <laughs> it was major with him because nobody loves Nightmare 2 more than him. And I know he's a huge Rocky fan, so I thought maybe because he's a huge Nightmare 2 fan. So I'm like, well, maybe he can say that. And I, again, I'm at the point now where where, where it's kind of even. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's just a weird two movies anyway. Like, I never really thought about it, but I mean, like, if I had to go with my whole life here, I'm going to go Rocky IV. Yeah. Well, the director's cut, cut, he fights Freddy from part two. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. We're taking out the robot. Yeah. We're putting fucking Freddy in. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, the new cut. Uh, I'm interested in that. I thought it was strange with the robot thing, but, you know, the robot thing is kind of weird because it's like, Leave it in because we've already seen it for you know what is it like forty years or whatever, and it's it's part of like the nostalgic aspect of that movie, and and the other thing is like, but then you say, well, why did you even do that to begin with? Because it's like it it just makes it so like like imagine that robot like going through Rocky's apartment in part one or something like <laughs> it would really take away from that movie, you know? So uh, it's like why is this here? And then you got to wonder like, isn't it weird that this never became a thing. Like you would think these like futuristic things in these movies would eventually somehow manifest into our daily life. And it never did. So it was like, yeah, this was just so random. And it's like, all right, I see, like, I get his point of view as a, as a director and the creator of this whole thing. He kind of regrets doing something so dumb. So he's like, yeah, let me just make this a more serious movie here. I want to know how they're going to work around that. Do they just heard, cut out the yeah. birthday scene? <laughs> like, I really yeah. want to know. How can they? <laughs> I heard Burt Young wanted that robot in Amityville too. <laughs> you want a smoke? You want you want a smoke priest? <laughs> Give him a smoke robot. <laughs> that would be great if they can do a, a director's cut of Amityville too and put the robot in. Yeah, to, with the, with the, put the robot in bed with the sister instead of the brother. <laughs> yeah. This movie's fucked. <laughs> the robot delivering those lines. Take off your clothes. You know? Oh, that'd be fucking great. Let me check your oil. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but would, would it be the, the girl voice of the robot? Would it be like a lesbian scene or would it be the original voice? The original, because you could change it as we as we learned in the movie. Right. <laughs> somehow. Somehow he, Polly of all people, <laughs> yeah. figured out how to fucking change the voice of a robot. I couldn't change the voice of a fucking something in an app in my phone in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Polly of all people figured out how to change the fucking voice. Maybe a gender robot. That's yeah. awesome. It was way out of its time. Man, oh, I don't man. know. How can you not have that? I mean, that's one of the best. I get excited every time I watch Rocky Four for that part when it comes out and the lights go out Seriously? and you see the light come up and beep, 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 and he says "Happy Birthday, Paul!" and the music that's playing. Doo, 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 doo. That shit's fucking phenomenal. I love it. I'm not saying I don't oh. like it. I don't know if I'd like. I live for that moment in the movie. Like, I get excited ahead of like the training montages or the fights. Oh, it's the Happy Birthday, Paulie part. <laughs> It's kids, kids, <laughs> gather round. See Brandon's face. Yeah, I know. Apollo actually makes too, but look, the happy birthday, Polly Park kids gather. That was funny. <laughs> it's happy great. I loved it. It's great. Yeah, that voice. 
Yeah, the fucking words that go across it and shit. It's exciting. It's a product of its time, even though nobody had it. But I do believe that now. It's a product of nothing. It's, it's not a product of that one. one scene. <laughs> if you're filthy rich, you could have that. Like right now, the guy that owns fucking Microsoft or, or Amazon or one of those fucking schmucks. He doesn't you know, know any of the have- names. <laughs> he doesn't know any of the... That guy that owns Microsoft and... That other schmuck that owns Amazon. <laughs> it's a work day. I've been up all day. My mind isn't working the way it usually does. If it was a Saturday show, I would I would know everybody's name and every fucking I, Jeff I'm... Gates. <laughs> yeah, just just combine them together, Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Did that robot oh. vacuum the floor when it walked around? Do you know? Did it do anything productive or no? It just talked to people. It sounded like Rosie from the fucking Jetsons, man. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. See, that would make yeah. sense. Did it do you anything can answer productive? the phone right here. <laughs> yeah, it had a phone, right? Which is cool. A phone is good to have. What else did it do? So now it's obsolete. Everybody has a phone. <laughs> the problem yeah. is you, you didn't see the cable going all the way down to the outlet. <laughs> <laughs> I am sad, though. I, I wish they'd keep that. I'm not going to watch that fucking director's cut at all. Unless they take out all the other montages. There he goes. He's, boyc- was- he's boycotting the movies now. <laughs> I'm never going back to the theater. It's only coming to the theater, put- so Dave's never going to see it. <laughs> Until they put the polybot back in. <laughs> polybot. Hey, say, so what? I like to boycott. If, if more people boycotted, life would be a little bit better, as far as I'm concerned. That's people all don't this want- world is right now is boycotts. What are you talking about? <laughs> Boycotting what? anything good. Nobody, Everybody's spending money still. No? True. I don't know. I got, I'm not, not going to get into that. I'm just saying boycotting like nobody boycotts fucking anything that costs money they don't boycott going to a restaurant because of this they don't boycott going to a movie because of how they feel strongly but it never happens people talk shit you know speaking of talking shit what do you think of mr watson alex like uh, he, he, I, I think he thinks he's the new you with all this production and everything on on this podcast <laughs> you want to answer new that? Alex? um oh, okay, i think that's great that that he's ramped it up like he has uh <laughs> he's he's better than me i mean I, I wouldn't say he's the new me i mean i never had the intellect to ever do a show like he did but i think production wise yeah i mean uh I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, that's what Dave and me realized right away is that that's how you separate, you know, podcasts from each other, make it sound like something real, make it sound like a little bit professional while you're being an asshole. So it's like you got to mix both worlds really to make the the proper product because it's like your people infiltrated something real. And that, like, that's the illusion I always try to create, you know, like something sort of legit, but not really. So I think that's always good if anybody continues in that fashion. Is it getting through to you, Christian? It is. is. It getting through to you? <laughs> Slowly but surely. Not the answer I was really looking for, but a solid <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'll take it. But it's got to be it. nice. It, isn't it nice, though? I mean, okay, the whole thing about not being a producer anymore, how does it feel? I mean, you must miss some aspects of the show and the shows, I should say, but... Do you feel yeah. like um like a weight is lifted, or do you all do you miss it? Uh, it, it is it like an equal thing, or or what? How do you right. feel? I'm well, I haven't done yeah, I haven't done like a real thing since June fifth, and then <clears throat> the Married with Children podcast. Like the uh, the fans of the show, like a lot of the patrons, all got together and they said they don't want to let the whole vision die and stuff because we did seven seasons out of eleven, and that took three and a half years. And um, they they want to continue, so they all formed a bunch like three teams of people because they said they can't do it all. What they don't even know how we did it. They said they said we can never do just one group of people doing the same thing every week, uh, like a weekly show. So they divide it into three, and they're all doing you know one third of the season. 
they asked if I could um, produce the last one I recorded because we recorded the first episode of season eight and we're just going to abandon it and leave just season seven at the end and just leave it at that because it seemed like a good, you know, end of the a bookend. So I had to go ahead and produce one more show uh, like two weeks ago after not doing anything for almost three months. And, you know, there was a weird comfort in sitting there looking at the scribbly lines and everything. And, you know, it brought me back to like, wow, this is... This is what I did for eight years, you know, and it was just like a big part of my life. And like that was there and everything. And, and it, I did it with ease. It wasn't really hard to do or anything. And it, I didn't forget anything. But and it wasn't torture, I got to say. Like, I thought, like, God, I have to do this. I thought that in the beginning, I could barely sit down to start <laughs> doing it again. But then once I did, I was able to go back two or three times because I didn't do it all in one sitting. Yeah, I mean, there's a. There's a creative outlet that's not there anymore, you know, and um, I did one show with Michael J uh, on his Sunday show for Rabbit and Red and sitting there talking and getting into it again, like, like it just all came back to me and it was like, it felt better than ever. And I was like having more fun on that show than I, I have in, I guess, three months. And uh, <laughs> it was weird because like once I walk away, I'm able to sort of shut it off and just realize I'm back to normalcy. And then when I was going to come back on here again, it was like hard to think like, wow, well, will I really be able to do this again? And especially like with a whole setting, like all you guys and your established show and everything. And then like, I don't know, once I got on here, I just I feel good again. So I guess there's always going to be something in me that is like uh, sad about it all, you know, and um, I don't know if the production is a major thing I'll miss, but like at least doing it, well, you know, and- like sitting here and talking. Well, that and you could do that. That's the cool thing. You could just and just show up. That's that's Dave's mo. That's what he does. <laughs> you figure after fucking seven years, some sort of trickle of production would like like absorb into his soul or Brandon for that goddamn matter. Nothing. Have you heard this fucking solo cast? Oh, hey, I tried. Don't. You Fuck did. You. Yes, I did. Hear. Now I feel I horrible. Did. Because he did try oh, and, and failed. That shit is, that shit I, I failed miserably. Who was the one? Who was the one that kept editing like all the spaces out of his that voice? Was me. That, that was me. That was Brandon, funny. Don't breathe. It was great. <laughs> one sentence. You sounded like next... that goddamn robot from Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah, we're re- we're re-releasing the solo cast, but we're cutting out the Brandon robot, so it's just going to be an hour and a half of silence. <laughs> Yeah, at least he tried. It's true. He branded I Yeah. I, I turned on the microphone and I spoke, but I didn't fuck up. It sounds like it was all done in one take when I sent it out, didn't it? Like when I do these bonus shows with my daughter, and I did the other one when we talked about Sinister. We just sat there, turned on the mics, fucking talked. There was no flubs. There was no bullshit. We fit it was a plug and play. Boom. I mailed it off to Jason. There and this is what's gonna happen when her and I do these other bonus shows about the remakes. We're gonna sit down, we're gonna do it. And when it's over, that's the end of it. Click. Send it off to Jason. Well, not anymore. Post no, it here. I, we, still want, we still want you to send it off to him. So we never have to hear <laughs> People want to hear it. People always ask about Frankie. It happens all the fucking they time. They want to hear Frankie more than they want to hear any any of the three of us. True. Let's be honest. We're, we're, we're expendable. <laughs> sure that's Just like you like Mary with children's show. Just yeah. like Sylvester Stallone and that fucking poly robot. Yeah, everything is spent. We're talking about Sylvester Stallone all night. <laughs> We're doing the Expendables trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> Next, yeah, they're putting the robot in there. He's yeah. gonna fight you know, Jet Lee. 
<laughs> I've never seen them. They were on sale. I almost I, I almost pulled the plug. I've never seen any of the Expendables, and they were all on. There's three of them, right? Yeah, one they're or two. Yeah. Well, actually, they're, they're all entertaining. They're fun. They're all entertaining, yeah. They're fun. I didn't you, you won't have I a bad time with them. No, I didn't fucking pull the trigger, but they were right there, and I was like, maybe I'll like these movies. Maybe I'll get to it. I just didn't do it, but I'm getting closer. It did cross my mind. But... Yeah, well, it two. takes time. It's like maybe Part two is good. Yeah, well, like, well, I'm a big Van Damme guy, so I, I really liked him as a villain. <laughs> oh, a villain. Huh? Hey, Interesting. I do have a legit question now. No bullshit. And, and Watson I, knows that I always have to bring him up and make fun of him. It's a, it's a thing of love, I guess. Or hate or loathing. I, I one of the two. But the <laughs> the reality would be what's gonna happen to the show once Horophilia goes? Your feed, everything. Are you guys have you put them on a different feed now? Yeah, we created a feed. Jason helped with uh getting it all so it goes on every uh you know, like all those different apps. Um I think I just had to like change the pictures, the wrong size or something, but I did that uh yesterday. So I loaded like two shows in and I actually haven't even gone to see if it worked yet. Like uh <laughs> but like yeah, that's already we did the Podbean thing. So okay. I'm going to release all the shows in order and then once uh, that's done it should all be caught up and I'll we're going to tell people to hop on over there, you know, in, in the meantime. TGIF 13 I heard is going on chicken feed. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good joke. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor that on Podbean, if you take your existing RSS feed and put it on there, that you don't lose anything and everything stays. I, again, I just heard somebody it say can't this. Be because you still have to have the the actual episode hosted somewhere. It's got to be. It's got to live somewhere. So when I thought when Jason sh- shut down Horophilia, that stuff's all lost. So yeah, you could transfer the RS like link, but it's linked to nothing. Because but all the our ratings are, are gone. The iTunes yeah. ratings are all fucking gone. That's so damn. depressing. God damn it. The day's going to be begging for 150 new ones. So I told <laughs> him there's no point to, t- to say trying to get us to 200 because it's all for nothing. Look at that's his face. Insane. No, it's sad because that's the only way someone could discover us that, that it hasn't already is, is on iTunes because it's still there and they'll still listen to the show. And if you have a bunch of ratings and subs, people will see it there. And you know what I mean? Like right now, there's links to our show with with, all, with a lot of popular shows, more popular than us. So it's like if you like this, see also this. So we see it in there. Now, if that's not there anymore, people were undiscoverable. I mean, I'm just saying it would have been cool. That's, our, that's our new name, actually. Undiscoverable. <laughs> the podcast. Now, do that's you think sad. we can get three hosts to, to fill in like like he's talking about a with children three times a year? <laughs> Instead of the three of us, three other people come in. Where are the exploding heads? We're going to imagine that. We're going to get the guys from Exploding Kittens. Yeah, we should find those in the Exploding Typewriter. You're right. Exploding Typewriter. What we should do is get our patrons to do it because they every day someone's talking about starting a new podcast. Right. Yeah. So why don't you guys just fucking jump in and do what we do? A couple we'll times. Add, we'll add a tier. Edit and produce the show for a year. <laughs> Top tier. Two thousand dollars. Yeah, two thousand dollars. <laughs> I get to pay to produce. Yeah, and, we get, and we get the money. Yeah. We'll we'll pay you two thousand dollars. No, no, no. And we will edit. Dave, you're ruining it, the whole thing here. I was like, you, you put it as a tier, like it's a perk. That they get to edit this. <laughs> it is a Dude, I, I edited their 137th show. You got to hear it. It's amazing. <laughs> there you go. It is a perk. Uh, honestly, <laughs> if we put produced and edited by Alex Edwards, I think that would like it would like <laughs> catapult it up. Well, you yeah. know what I would do if I did produce or edit your show, I would add all those sound effects from the Halloween Five cop scene. I put. <laughs> 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 
all that stuff. That'd be amazing. You guys would get over. I'm telling you. That's that's, that's what Brandon's need. camera goes off and it comes back and it's upside down all of a sudden. <laughs> oh. <laughs> amazing stuff. Me hit oh. my mic. My my mic pops thing filter. <laughs> Can't even talk. No one can talk on the show. Uh. Articulation's not our our strong point. <laughs> Might be a bad case of acid reflux, Christian. <laughs> Re- reflex. <laughs> little, little joke I'm making, even though it's only for you. Because <laughs> I appreciate yeah, it. It's between these two. It's real. No, funny. well, you saw it, Dave. He wrote. It. I saw. I didn't get it at the time. I was. He the wrote movie. acid reflux instead of reflux. So of course, anytime oh, Christian makes a mistake, I'm there to fucking torment him and make fun of him about it's it. It's like my oh. kids being with me constantly. God <laughs> forbid you you mispronounce oh. a word. Just a little, a little off. Hey, football season's coming back. Tonight, that means uh, the Hyperbolt's coming soon. <laughs> Alex, uh, it's, it's your choice. Do you want him on or off tonight? <laughs> I don't mean uh, yeah. I think I'll round out the show. We'll leave him on. <laughs> we brought nice Alex number. on tonight. I thought you told me you were going to get, like, mean Alex on, to, on the show. <laughs> I want me to retired him too. Yeah, he is retired. It's true. Me and yeah, Alex he, is retired. He had to retire with uh, the show. Yeah, he's, he's he's alive and well, laid back now. It's a whole different cat. Yeah, That's what got, happened to you. Yeah, we got laid yeah. back Dave tonight, Christian. Look at that. Usually yeah. we get angry Dave at least for the very beginning. Yeah. We didn't even okay. get angry. We didn't get angry Dave for a sec. Well, no, we I did when, when he was going to boycott Rocky for the director's cut. Oh yeah, but yeah, he was it's pretty still, angry. It wasn't as angry as normal. Normally he's like. Fuck this! I'm never paying for a movie again. <laughs> I think it's because Alex is here. Alex is like that blanket of like comfort. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It's, it's true. Like, he is very comforting. He's, he's your, he's your binky. Your Dave's binky. <laughs> I'm like well, Linus's blanket. I was just yeah. gonna say he's your Linus. <laughs> well, it's yeah, been so long. Know I mean. It's been so long. You know. Well, it's true. It's I been know. a long time since we've done a show. I mean, well, we fuck. made that one attempt to do that Halloween thing that we were going to bring it up. I didn't know uh, ah, I don't care. <laughs> that, that you're. Although, like I said, it, this is a safe place. Only so many people are here in the show. This isn't <laughs> right. like a regular horror movie show that fucking tomorrow you say something and fifty people are going to be talking. Oh, did you hear what Alex said? No uh, one's going to no no say dick. Everything's fucking real. Uh, oh, I'm not going to talk mean? shit anyway. I don't care. No, <laughs> not I, talk shit. I, I just didn't know if you wanted that that information leaked. That something was recorded. Oh That's no, cool. that we were yeah we were gonna attempt to do things in October and then you know we just we're not going to. That's all. Fair enough. I, just like banana teaser. I, I honestly <laughs> thought you're gonna bring up that that fucking asshole that was complaining about how many fucking jack o' lanterns wrote in the 2018 Halloween. Oh, God. What a fucking dick <laughs> that guy is. Fuck oh, that yeah. movie. <laughs> He's like, no way would anybody have that many Jack Nobody I was would. Like, Nobody I was would. like, this guy does not want to like this movie, does he? You know, and, and, and it, it's weird because I finally came around more to what Brandon was thinking. So now I feel bad that I brought that up. Like, but it's weird. That movie's still okay. It's just that it has like a lot of like weak areas, and and the main one to me is like the uh, small talk. Like yeah. with the kids in the hallway and 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 the family at, in the kitchen and like there, there's just there's like throw oh yeah and the kids at the party and stuff like there's like oh and walking down the sidewalk and it just feels so crowbarred in like oh a lot of people thought that that was the brother but it really wasn't they just made it up to feel better like what that's your explanation for <laughs> for what we're doing here the, to make them feel better what are you talking about like it was just poorly written all the small talk and. 
I think like that scene where Michael walks through the town and it's like amazing and all that. Oh, I, I think that, that kind of yeah, but I think that sort of um carried over too much into people's like overall thought of the movie and it's not as good as that whole moment <laughs> but we kind of like think it is and stuff and we wanted it to be that's what it is men berries <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like the it. same way I wanted it to be great and I'm not saying it's not I just don't think it was as good as I, I first said it was that's all I think there's like weak things I didn't realize until I saw it like three to four times yeah. And I would agree with that. I still really, I still really enjoy it, but yeah. I, I could definitely agree with that. And you're, you're right. There's crowbar things. Most recently, someone was posting about the, the kid, the kid that the girl's babysitting, mm. and the comic. And I agree that. with that. I agree right. with that. That is a problem with modern day filmmaking, though. Something like that would have never happened in Halloween '78. Never dialogue like that from a kid, and and that much forced comedy. It, it's a product of fucking 2018. In, in these times, it's sad that horror, ever since fucking Thanks, Freddy, ever since Freddy came into the fucking picture and made it MTV big, you go, comedy, <laughs> well, it's true. Comedy has to be fucking thrown in to anything that's made for fucking mainstream horror fans. That I, plays I hope Freddy gets it's you It's forced tonight. in now. I'm sorry. I love Freddy. I love you're, part you're, one, part you're two. You're so mean to three. Freddy. Every show. Okay. Thanks, Freddy. Freddy. Fuck But Freddy. it changed. Well, I'm sorry, but it changed the landscape of horror, and we're still dealing with the fucking aftermath of that. It's like that never would have happened before, we're and all of a sudden, we're still in the nuclear fallout phase. When a mainstream movie plays, especially a what do you call it, a fucking franchise film, if they make a, a, a Halloween or if, God forbid, a Friday the Thirteenth comes out next, oh. look at the Friday the Thirteenth 2009 movie. How much comedy they threw in there? That never would have fucking happened before. I'm sorry, there was comedy, there was humor. Jason lives. Okay. Well, he doesn't right. like Jason Lives, though. I know. <laughs> so you kind of help his point. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not I think, to fight I his <laughs> Yeah, I think the humor, like, dead fuck and all that stuff, I think it's all there. But I think, like, I think modern, trying to relate to today's teens and stuff is what maybe we don't like because we're not on that wavelength. We still want, like, that other type of comedy. And now they're giving this new age or whatever you want to call it comedy that is kind of like an eye roller, like... A kid like him saying, I'm just cutting my nasty ass toenail, like, you know, it just doesn't play as charming as, you know, Tommy Doyle thinking he's funny by, like, scaring Lindsay by the window or something, you know? Or, I don't know, or even Bud talking about, come sit on my face and all this stuff, I need your pie. Like, for some reason, that's different. And it's because it's, I don't know, it's more in our tune. It's tuned into what we're into more. And 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 we grew up with all this, so... To, to see the new stuff infiltrate it, I think it's it doesn't sit well, you know, and it feels forced. And yeah. I don't know if people back then thought Bud was forced when he was saying all that stuff. But yeah, it's interesting. So. Maybe it's true because maybe I didn't, but you're right. Maybe the audience, some audience members did at the time. Thinking, well, look, this is a pale imitation of part one. They got right. this Bud guy, time, Amazing Grace, comes sit on my face. What the fuck? You never know. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh, the reason we're a direct result of them 1955. If that giant spider wasn't so funny, we wouldn't have this here in 1974. Sorry, dude. 
<laughs> giant spider. Who Look is at this. Who's this? Bailey guy? making Lucky, Bailey what the making a rare appearance. No, it's Bailey. It's never okay, never Bailey. seen Bailey before. Oh, Five years. We've I never know. Seen Bailey. I don't know why she comes down here now. This she gonna get a cut of the Patreon money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's another novelty. We're gonna. I'm gonna be doing a show with Bailey next. All right. Dog's asshole. Yeah, yeah, just just show us your asshole, Bailey. Put it right up there. <laughs> Patreon perk. Bailey's <laughs> asshole. Watch it open and close. It's going to pucker up for you. <laughs> That's the Good. problem with dogs. You always <laughs> see their asshole. That's the problem with dogs. <laughs> it's true. I never, He's right I never, about that, though. I, I never like noticed. Time I need to write a book with his quotes. That's the problem with dogs. You always see their assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I've and never seen my cat's dick. Was another one from last year. Yeah, that's right. So think about it. A cat's dick you can't see. A dog's asshole you always see. You know what I mean? It's just, it's unusual. And the whitest dogs have the dirtiest assholes. (laughs) I'm going to write a book, The World According to Dave. (laughs) Do it up. Do it. Fuck Freddy. The World According to Dave. (laughs) Do it up. We can do it. We'll retire. Did Bailey mess up your Punch and Judy uh, stage there? Punch and Judy. Oh, this... it, it, it just looks like a like a puppet show, like you're gonna put on in there. <laughs> Punch and Judy. Oh, that's right. Well, whatever. I was in, I'm not gonna get into that. I gotta try to fix this mic one time. And now that I got this thing here, maybe I could do it like the rest of the the big shots do. But so far, I can't. But we'll see. Well, yeah, we we'll barely see. we jumped right in because we're excited, and most of the patrons probably know who Alex is, but maybe not everybody. Yeah, we, we, we sort of tickled the skeleton crew a little bit, like feather mm-hmm. dusted the balls, but we didn't really get into it. Like, why don't you build this guy up a little bit more, man? Like, he, you said he was a, your podcasting hero, and it's true. Like, the, the shows. I've said it many times on this particular show. I oh, yeah, always yeah. talk yeah. about the skeleton crew. We're trying to and stop him, actually, Alex, when he tries to do it. <laughs> See, that's true. Yeah, but, now, right. but now you're here. <laughs> if there's no oh. skeleton crew, there's there's no Dave Z doing podcasts, there's no banana laser, that means there's wow. no there's no exploding as there's none of that stuff. If I'm, I'm not, not sure my either. mom and dad would have met without skeleton <laughs> 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 This is fucked up, Alex. I was thinking of this the other day. If you didn't start that podcast, when you started that podcast, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing with myself right now. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Everything at that point, I just moved back home from, from Vegas to Buffalo. I had all this shit going on. Okay. No, no, this is true, though. When the podcast came around, I was talking about horror sometimes, uh, uh, you know, uh, on Clad and everything else. But, I mean, and I was always buying the movies and watching it. But when I came home, I was working a lot. And then, like, I don't talk. To, like, I saw my friends last week for the football draft, okay? I went there. I don't even play. I just draft for my friends just to go to the party because I only see these guys two, three times a year. I've been, and they've been my friends for fucking 35 years, okay? You can't so, play for Francesca's sake. Uh, you're play. 100% right. You're right. Now, the thing is, I don't have anything in common with these guys, and I've known them all my life. They're like blood brothers that I've known forever, right? Mm. But when I sit down with them, I mean, I, I can always shoot the shit with them and, and drink and party because we, we talk about old memories and everything. But what happens is this. Because of that show and because of you doing the skeleton crew and everything else, I fucking went into this whole lifestyle of fucking getting involved in podcasting and going really balls deep in, into the horror genre again. Like, And that's all I was doing, listening to podcasts, watching movies, watching horror, and then starting my own. And then talking to you almost every fucking day. Uh, and, and, and text and Facebook and joining all these Facebook groups. Everything I do on Facebook now and social media is all because of, of that happening. 
uh, of wow. you starting a podcast and me getting involved in, in the horror movie podcast scene. Otherwise, I'm thinking, what the fuck would I be doing? Who would I be talking to all the time? It, it, seriously, I, I, isn't it weird how fucking eight years later I'm looking back on this and I'm like, what else would I have been doing? And, right. and who would I be talking to if not for this has become such Fucking, a huge part of my masturbating, life? masturbating, you know. Which I'm doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, you still it, squeeze it, that in. Yeah. That goes without saying. There's always time for that. But it really is trippy to fucking look back it at is, it. It is, yeah. It's, you know? It's like how something can change the course of our life. And then you wonder, like, when you say something like, what else would I be doing? Like, to me, it, it's almost like... Well, nothing like this is, I guess, what we were supposed to be doing, because like the same thing with me, you know, like when I started that, I didn't think anything of it. You know, it was just some it was nothing like we literally didn't we didn't even have a host. We just loaded our shows to to YouTube. So like we didn't have anything. We just started and that I guess it gives gained momentum. And then um, pretty early on, I started branching out. And I guess that's how I found uh, Jason Lloyd. And then <clears throat> from there. Uh, a couple months went by, and then we got a, um Well, actually, kind of instantly, we became sort of, like, uh, known there because right away we started getting these interviews with, like, Bill Mosley and, and all this other kind of stuff. And uh, I for, forgot what the first few people were, but I know, like, Adam Green was in there and stuff. And then everybody just started to take notice, like, how is this show, like, getting, like, real people on here? And we're just, like, talking about movies all the time, and that's weird. It's, like, a whole other thing. And then they heard it, and then the production and stuff. So... It was kind of all like just lightning in a bottle in a way. And I guess all through my life, I've I've always had a creative outlet. Like I've, I always did something. And like the big thing before podcasting was music. So I had like a band, like, you know, guitars, drums, the whole thing going. And then I moved on to rap, as you know, with the Friday song and stuff. <laughs> so I, I did that for like two years. But it was always just always writing and always creating. So that was just my next like phase of what I was going to do, I guess. And, uh, yeah, it just, it was really amazing. Like I always said, even at the end of it all, you could talk about, oh, ratings, you were the top five shows downloaded through the month and out of 30 shows at the time, whatever it was, and all that kind of stuff. You did it so many times and number one, blah, blah. But like in the end, all you really have is, is those times shared and the friendships made and, and the paths, uh, chosen in life because of what you're around and what you're associated with. You know, and and that's what the skeleton crew really was. It it was um, a community that was built, and we all became good friends and all close, just like Clad. You remember that? Like we oh, became man. really good friends with all those people somehow. And somehow, yep. um, I'm lucky in that way that as much of an asshole as I am, I guess I still somehow attract really good people around me. So like even with Clad, we had like the best people in a, of a horror community. I mean, it was really like a family. Yeah. And nobody it, argued. Right. Know? Nobody yeah. argued. You could say this anything. This is a message board by the way. This is yeah, a message board that Alex Yeah, so Yeah, a message board. So um and then from yeah, that was the other creative outlet, you know, it, yep. amongst the music and then I moved on to podcasting. So then uh that's what it really is. So yeah, that's the best part of this and um I hope everyone's uh better for it i hope like they found a fun avenue in life to take instead of just you know waking up and going to work and coming home and cooking dinner and showering and hassling with the kids or whatever and then doing something in the garage for five minutes and then watching them something and going to bed like hopefully like this gave you it kind of extended your um like uh gave you like a new lease of like sort of being a kid again or something not a kid exactly yeah. Just something of youth, you know, like it just something fun. 
instead of just like the mundane life that everybody seems to be caught up in, you know, who are just don't have many interests and just listen to the radio and don't buy albums. They never even became passionate about music or anything. Like there are people like that who just really aren't passionate about anything. (laughs) 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 You know, (laughs) they go through their life that way and they don't know any better. And, and they just die that way. And at least (laughs) this might've shown people you can have an outlet. Turn the camera off, Brandon. (laughs) <laughs> you, can, you can have an outlet um, of something other than just sports, which is right. what most guys do when they get older. So what you're saying is you really regret starting all this. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Should everybody have a podcast? Someone comes up to you and says, Alex, no. I love the Skeleton Crew. I want to start my own show. <laughs> oh, they have. Yeah. And, oh, we uh, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of them. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah, Dave was one of the rare people that when he started Banana Laser with Matt, it was interesting because first he got stuck with this guy, um, something Dominguez with this dirty bay of horror or something. Yeah, and yeah. him and Matt got – oh, Frederick. And him yeah. and Matt were on there. And I remember the first thing I ever messaged him was – I was like, yeah, I heard your show. I was like uh, – you and Matt should just do your own show. <laughs> you should get off of that show. I don't know what that is, but you should just yeah. do your own thing. I, I know that would be a really – I think that would go better. And then within a – I'd say within less than a month, Banana Laser was born, and that was one of those rare shows that, like, were spawned from a show that was, like, you know, semi-successful or whatever you want to call a skeleton crew, and that actually worked and was just as good. And it was like, Wow. This is amazing. Like even I'll listen to this. Yeah, you know, so very appealing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Banana Laser had everything. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. shit! Yeah, wow. But most of the time, see, Alice can tell you. See, I know I sound like a smug asshole when I say that everybody wants to podcast, and and it's sometimes it's too much. Where people that we're good buddies with, right. you know what I mean? They, they I, I don't need, mean to come off that way, but we've seen it happen so many times, oh, yeah. right? And it's just most of the time. It's a failure. Occasionally, you get, but it's diamonds in the rough. You know, oh, yeah. it's you. It, it's happening right now. <laughs> we know a guy who's gonna do a show this Saturday, and it's terrible. You know, and it's like I'm not gonna say the name. There you go. I'm not pointing. doing another solo cast <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday anyway. Right, and they don't seem to get it. That's the funny thing. Me and Dave used to say to each other, "Do these guys listen to their show back and think it's the same thing?" Like it's it's fascinating as some people don't. And listen, if I wasn't, if I was really horrible at this, I would definitely know that. And I would say, okay, well, then maybe I should go backwards, go back to music or something, because I can't do this. You know, some people don't. They have this state of denial where they just don't know. They're not good. And some people just keep coming on and keep recording, and I don't know why. And I know this sounds smug like I'm Dave's saying, but it's true. Okay. I mean, some. Yeah, some people just aren't cut out for this, and they just keep going. But do you think that's a talent issue or more of a commitment issue? Because it is a, lo- a big commitment to to really prep properly, come on here, and really do a good job. Some people are just, oh, let's watch a movie, let's get on, let's bullshit for an hour and a half and release it. You know, no right. editing, no whatever. So Yeah, I, I mean, the gift of gab, I guess, is important. I don't think I really have that. Like, I don't really have the gift of gab. I know people would do. But I think once I zone into whatever I'm doing, I'm passable that way. But like I think so I think if you you can't you got at least be passable. But I think what makes me better than I should be or probably naturally am is note taking. Like that's the most important thing. Like I am so better 
because of the notes I took. <laughs> like that has made me whatever everybody thinks I am. It's just good preparation. And I think that, you know, some people could wing it, I guess. Some people could just watch the movie and then just come on, I guess, and sort of recall it all and remember the funny things about it. I can't. <laughs> but, uh, and I know Dave can't. Me and him are in the same boat. We have to have our notes. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Same. Well, it depends on the movie. If it's a first-time watch, for sure. If it's the Friday the 13th series, absolutely. Don't. No. Oh, God. Don't Here we right. go. Here we, 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 don't have, we got two reviews to do. Uh, I, okay, okay we'll, get, we'll get to it. Jesus. Bailey, <laughs> show us your, no, show us your asshole not... quick before, <laughs> before Christian starts talking about Friday 13. Turn around and show us your asshole. Uh, we know it's asshole. funny you say that. It's funny you say that. Those were our first Skeleton Crew shows. The 12 shows were Friday the 13th. Uh, we did one per show. And uh, none of us watched the movies for those. <laughs> So, and it's funny because that's some of Dave's favorite stuff. He says that there was a magic to that that isn't always there. And I think I, I was better beyond that, obviously, because I took the notes. But I think the, the innocence of those first podcasts is what appealed to Dave. I just, it was Friday the 13th talk. It was the type of conversations I'd never heard in my life. When do you right. sit around and talk about Friday? At that point in my life, I never sat around and discussed a Friday the 13th movie with somebody right in front of me speaking for fucking half an hour the only time i, I talked about it was on clad on a message right. board but right. to hear a discussion and to hear people's passion and you know uh, people but the same observations i had while watching them and making jokes and this and, that, and and their love for the fucking franchise it was the first time i heard it so it's yeah. always gonna be it, it's maybe it, it might just be half nostalgia but i don't know for me it's just always gonna be my favorite thing to listen to though yeah. i'll always go back once a year to those fucking skeleton crew fighting the three teens <laughs> shows are just oh. Something about it. It's always going to be the greatest to me. And just one last question, because I know we, we do have the two reviews. If like someone was like known to be like the caller in, like they call in, left some messages on the show, do you think they should be like a full-time podcaster? Um, I never asked Dave to reach out to me. And I if I had known you were the other one he reached out to, I definitely would have turned <laughs> Well, Matt was the call-in guy for Skeleton Crew, and so yeah. was I. Oh. That's right. calling in. That's what I figured. That's what All I did, dude. I'm, I'm no dummy. Matt was what Matt was, and he was great. And Brandon was kind of like another Matt, but just couldn't produce. And much, you know what I mean? But... Much shorter. <laughs> yeah, everyone's shorter than Matt. <laughs> Can you see exploding heads as filmed in front of a live studio audience, Brandon, please? <laughs> exploding you know heads as filmed in front of a live studio audience. I love that. Yeah, say it. He wouldn't even do it. He's no he Matt. No, he won't even say that. You know, like the 70s show. No, here's what pisses me off. Uh, the, sometimes the most passionate fans you have, and they are fans. There's a difference. There's listeners and there's fans. These people are fucking fans. They're on your page every day. They're this, they're that. They're constantly talking about it. They're making posts, this and that, calling in, emails, everything you can fucking think of, they're doing. They love the show. Then all of a sudden, what do they do? They turn around and they say, I'm going to start doing a podcast. And as soon as they start doing the podcast, your show didn't even fucking matter anymore. They go off, they start their own little fucking thing, and then all of a sudden they drop Where's you like a rage? fucking hot potato. <laughs> I it like it. Let's talk Night of the Demons. That rage is just brewing now. The rage. Yeah, okay. It's like that rage. old guy with the apples and the razors at the end of the movie. <laughs> He's angry. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't need your help, you damn little whore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I got something funny to play. Okay, when the, when the, okay let's, get to, let's get to the review. Go ahead, B. All right. <laughs> Night of the Demons from 1988, directed by Kevin Tenney. Ten teenagers party at an abandoned funeral parlor on Halloween night 
When an evil force awakens, demonic spirits keep them from leaving and turn their gathering into a living hell. Indeed. What a fucking movie. Let me tell you this. I've come, I loved this movie when I was young. And then for a while, I loved it until the third act and I kind of fell out of it. And the last two times I watched it, I watched it once earlier this past year, maybe last year, whatever it was. And then again, yesterday, I fucking, whatever it is, it all came back to me and, and, and I'm back to loving it again. But let me, let me play you this. This is the noise that the, the old man makes when the girl scares him. Listen to this. I don't know if I never paid attention to, to it until yesterday, but listen. Hold on. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like he's trying to scare somebody? Listen. <laughs> you can't say that. It's like stock sound, sound effect footage or something. Doesn't it? It's probably here. Maybe that old man couldn't scream. I don't know. I remember this coming to the theater. It's it's not like crazy to state that, but this seems like one of those direct to video movies that you would you would have found. I know you said you saw Witchboard in the theater, Dave. I don't remember I... Witchboard coming. I was I'm a couple of years younger than you, but not much younger. But I remember this coming. I remember seeing the advertisement for it. It played at a theater in my hometown, and I was just too young to go see it. But what are you talking about? You were like 32 when this came out. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Speaking of 32. This what? movie, Night of the Demons, came out 32 years ago today to the theater. Holy yes, shit. Did. You know that? Look at wow. that. <laughs> what a full circle thing. You said you, the going to the theater, he said 32, and today happens to be the day. And I didn't know it until today. I happened to see someone made a post about it saying 32 years ago today, Night of the Demons came to the theaters. So, yeah. Uh, and it wow. was just weird because, again, it just seemed like the, the more traditional run-of-the-mill direct-to-video style. Uh, yeah. But... The movie itself, I've always loved as well. It's no Pino it's no Pinocchio's Revenge, but it's good. Yeah, oh. of course you have to bring that one up. <laughs> even even uh, Kevin, which well, I'm on a first name basis with, it seems to hate that movie. Oh, uh, you call him Kevin, I call him KT. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, it was scary, and that was something that was a kind of not you want that in a horror film, but it didn't seem like most horror films had that weight to it when the demon was kind of floating down the hallway some of the jump scares the makeup yeah. effects were great very, like I, very very evil dead-esque with the demon the pov demon yeah great opening uh title sequence you know with oh, the ghosts so and goblins cool. and the demons and the See him? and the credits and yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's awesome stuff <laughs> i would yeah. say this though and maybe it's just this time i really like this movie i don't think i'm gonna be as high as you guys but I found myself for the first half of this movie thinking, like, man, it's a really slow first half. And then what? when it picks the, first, then half? When, the wow. first half, and then when it picks up in the second half is when I love it, especially given the makeup effects of the demons. Even though it's a little inconsistent, I wish they had done more with like with some of their what? with some of the other makeup, like Jay's makeup and stuff, like Stooge. Obviously, Angela's makeup is fucking fantastic. Suzanne's mm -hmm. makeup is fantastic. But uh, all the interactions just, with the people that you meet in the first half I love are fantastic. It. No, there's there's some it. great comedy there, the especially, especially in the beginning, especially with, with Sal and the brother, and I love I love all that. What, what, yeah, bodacious boobies, sis. But once they He's end pretty up, obsessed with his girl, his, 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 his sister's tits, don't you think? That's a very 80s thing, I think. Yeah. yeah, but it's his sister. I don't know. I don't know. I never had a sister, so I don't know. Oh, well, I bet if you did, you wouldn't talk about her tits twice a nice They, they looked like Judy's, I would. <laughs> <laughs> they were gorgeous. 
Okay, that's true. Alex, I'm really curious about this because I know your feelings because we've talked about it before. I know that you felt like I felt when the third act came, you fell out of it. Do, do you still feel that way? You know, <clears throat> I feel bad saying this because you guys seem really into this. And I, I don't want to, like, open any avenues of, like, you might notice something or whatever. But I don't know. Like, I have a hard time getting engaged with this movie. And I, I don't know what it is. I think it's the way it's constructed, the pacing, or just like the whole scenario that continuously plays out, like where this demon comes up to you and you just basically have to run into the, another direction and then he just like leaves you alone until you get to <laughs> something else. And then like, then you see him again and you just run the other way and then you're good for a while. I guess you're stuck in the house, so they just leave you alone. And I don't know if it's the lighting or just the way the rooms look in the rest of the house or something. Because, like, the party room I was in love with. I thought it looked really cool. I loved when the music was going and they were sort of having a good time, but not really. Because, like, they never really partied. <laughs> like, that's, like, the weird thing. Like, I was always waiting for this cool 80s Halloween party vibe. And it never really happened. It's just, like, music playing and somebody's walking near Peanuts and putting a lighter down and picking it up and putting it down and picking it up. And I'm like, all right, well. And then the, the battery dies. Like, well, like, it wasn't so fun. Like, we didn't even get to any beer chugging or hooking up with chicks in any real way or anything. I don't know. I remember the, the third act was, like, unwatchable. And even, like, this time, I noticed at the 45-minute mark, I, st I hit the one-and-a-half thing on my PlayStation so it plays faster, ah. but I can still hear everything. And I don't know why. And, like, as I'm looking at it, you know, everything I see seems cool. But I don't know. It's just like disjointed in a weird way that I cannot get into this movie. And I swear I've tried five times. And I, I this is going to kill people, but I watched the remake once and I thought it was good. And I've watched this five times. And no matter how much I love 80s and horror and the, the look of all this, I can't. That's I so can't funny. get it. I, I, I really enjoy this film. My biggest uh, like sort of negative on it is the is the amateurish acting throughout it's oh, kind yeah. of it's it's kind of its charm as well mm. because it, it's it just seems so so bad like linnea quigley in this is a horrible actress oh, oh my god oh, stop it no she's dave he's right like i couldn't believe it this time because i, I love her she's a great person she's boys. supposed to be though <laughs> no but yeah, she's supposed to be over the top that's what she does no she was fine once she went over the top when she's acting in, in the beginning before she right. comes with that she was right she was awful yeah. that's what i was thinking the normal acting was bad and then once she was like uh, you know once she got into the possession it fit yeah. her acting yeah like, once, it, she, once she's fixing her face i'm okay with it <laughs> right you know, the uh the... because she's just humming for the rest of the fucking movie at that point when she puts the nipstick in herself yeah. Yeah. well <laughs> like like even on return of the living dead she couldn't even do one line right like she was they were like hey let's go in that cemetery she's like oh let's do that and it's like <laughs> what can you read anything right you know like oh god one of the things i i can't believe i've never noticed this so i've got the scream factory blue and this is the first time i've ever noticed this what, the little patch the patch that's protecting her when she's bent <laughs> over. I never noticed that in the VHS. Right. Up. I, unless I just thought it was her underwear. But it's so it's so obvious on the Blu-ray that there's like a little protective patch there to kind of make it right. a little like, yeah. So I guess it yeah, hides a little bit more. 
It does, that is what it is. Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. But yeah, you're right. That is what's it, in there. It's a Merkin. <laughs> this joke again. <laughs> it's joke. But later on, she it, shows. It wasn't Merkin last time. It's not Merkin this time. Yeah. <laughs> she shows her bush later, though. We finally she get does. the the actual Linnea bush that you never really see. You see tits all the time. In that scene, it was a Merkin. Oh, I don't know what a Merkin is. I don't think I remember the last time either. It, is it an animal? It's a wig. A dick wig. For a cancer dick patient. Wig? Cancer patients, when they lose all their pubic hair, they could wear a merkin. No. Yeah. yeah that's... You can put a... a, a... No. Okay. Right, I'm not I don't <laughs> I like believe that. He got so sad. He's like, no. no. <laughs> why would you? No. So if I, I, I have cancer, you would, you're going to tell that's... me that I would want to have fake pubes? Is what you're yeah, telling yeah, me? That is really vain. About if I have I'm cancer? not disagreeing. I think it's very strange, too. I just love the way you went, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> you got sad for a sec. <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Alex. I'm glad. I'm glad he said it because I kind of towed oh. the line a little bit between. Because I've rated this favorably in the past, but man, I really and I disagree about the third act. To me, that's where at least there were some killings and effects being showcased. Because the acting, you know, even right. though there was some good comedy in that first half, the acting is so bad that you're just not into it. And I feel like I hate to say this, I do agree with you that it would be cool. I never thought about it. it would be cool if there was more of a party set scene to it yeah, but, uh, but they introduced 10 characters and it's too many characters mm. because everyone spread so thin that you don't really care about anyone oh, well, right. and it, this, oh man go ahead alex i wanted sal to live sal was the only one i really cared about sal right. was like the only really stand-up guy he's like only at the end. he's like you're all acting fucking weird but he wasn't like a dick even when he came to the brother's house he wasn't like you could tell jay was a scumbag sal was kind of like you know just yeah. one of these oh, guys, dude, and he shit. Here's right. a chunk of change, like loosen your lips. <laughs> <laughs> two I things, liked... I, yeah, I like them too. Well, two things I took away from this too was that um, one, yeah, you're right. I I always did say that third act was the worst part, but this viewing, when I <laughs> sped it up and everything, I I actually stopped it and rewinded it to watch the kills because the kills were good. You're right. Yeah. So I actually appreciated them more this time than ever, and I was into them. And uh, what I really took away, though, was like how you pointed out that, you know, there's 10 people here and you didn't care about any of them. And what I took away the most was I could care less about the main girl, this movie, the final girls. Like, well, who is she really? Judy's so bland. She's gorgeous, but she's so, so bland. bland. Dave, I'm oh, with you, man. <laughs> I, I, I think this is fun. It's part of its charm. It's a low budget film. It's a low budget film. I I can't disagree with the things you brought up. Both both Alex and Brandon brought up some like I, I'm with you. good points. However, I I don't find I find the movie fast paced. I mean, it's gimmicky. I do too, except it's, for ten minutes. It's a haunted house movie. It's like right. it's literally like going to a haunted house on Clifton Hill in Niagara Falls, or or like at a theme park or whatever like that. It's like the doors slamming. The booze, the 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 quick gore fixes. It's that type of movie, and for me, it works. It doesn't always make sense, but I never looked for sense there. The whole lipstick scene is a special effects magic scene. There's no point oh, to it. It's fucking awesome. It's an awesome scene. Which, like, this is what yeah. made Steve Johnson. I didn't know Steve Johnson worked on Ghostbusters. I didn't even know he worked on with uh, Rick Baker or uh, on uh, American Werewolf. I had no clue. Don't you don't you remember when Stay Puffed puts a chocolate bar in his nipple? <laughs> but I remember he did this 
And I also went to the Fangoria Weekend of Horrors, the only one that was ever done in Toronto. And, of course, Linnea Quigley was there. And, of course, there's some asshole in the audience. Did you ever find the lipstick? Because, you know, she probably heard that every goddamn horror wow. convention <laughs> she went to. I wish she just said, yeah, and I shit it out the next day. <laughs> that would have been, been beautiful. How about the Blu-ray? How it um, it makes it so obvious that she has like a rubber body on, right? In that one scene, like, and they even put it on before this anything really goes down, just to establish the look of it or whatever. And then it, it goes back and forth. But man, like, I wonder what that looked like on VHS or in the theater. I wonder if people really could tell. I don't think so, right? I think it's just nope, a Blu-ray. Film now, it is just a Blu-ray yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Things I had and I watched video. the bonuses yeah, I... and you Sorry, see it Dave. there. No, no, I'm saying you see because they focus on it. I even watched the fucking the commentary today, and they were talking about it exactly what it was. And now, now I can't unsee it, but it doesn't take away from it because for years I thought that was one of the, the coolest tricks that I've seen. That that this movie was all about the first half with all the camaraderie of the kids and everything that comes out of their mouth and the Halloween vibe and the party vibe and all that other good shit to me is so much fun. The dialogue is great. That scene with the lipstick and then Angela's dance scene. That has always been the highlights of this film for me. And then there's those 15 minutes towards the end where they get in and, and they're downstairs in the fucking boiler room where it slows down just a little bit. But aside from that, I just have fun the whole time. Yeah, so, like I, I found a door and it turns out to be an oven. It's like we know it's an oven. You're in a crematorium. We heard the whole story. The setup oh. of the story is cool about the whole house and all that, and and you know Mr. Hall and like the, the the joke about his wife, you know, because he was banging the corpses and he's like, I've seen his wife. I I understand. They made that. Falls so flat because he's like, yeah, I've seen his wife. And it's just like kind of left there to die. No, I thought right. that was. I like that. That's that's the saving part of the first half of the movie is the comedy in there. I didn't well, feel the camaraderie. I felt like it was like three separate groups of friends. It was the witches, Suzanne and Angela. It was the like stoner losers with Stooge, Roger, and Emily. And then it was the preppy with uh, Judy, Max, Franny. So it felt like three separate cliques coming together, and it felt like they had nothing in connection. And Roger. Typical. Roger, Roger, the guy you never expected to survive is the hero. <laughs> it should have been, been, cool. been Sal. It should have yeah. been Sal. It should have been Sal. It should have been – Roger should have gone off the roof with uh, – no, Roger and Sal should have lived, and the girl should have died. <laughs> yeah, I would have been happy with that too. And then they could have walked back to the house. Yeah. Hey, bro- hey, Billy, your sister's dead. <laughs> Yeah. Here's your mask. Here's your mask back. <laughs> um, one of the best jokes is when she said, uh, what's wrong? You don't like your blind date? <laughs> that yeah. was great. <laughs> so that's the problem. When I rented it way back when, it was the R-rated version, which cut out... Uh, it wasn't like totally goreless, but it cut out like the extra stuff that you would normally see. The extra couple of seconds that really sell the effects and whatnot. So when I bought it, it was always the uncut version. It was the uncut version. And that's where, like, when you when she sticks her hands into his eyes, I think it cuts away right away. But the, uh, the oh, version we see now, you see, like, the blood sort of sputter out. And, and really, whatnot. some great effects in that second yeah. half. Even when, even when you finally see, because I mean, Emily's kill is off screen; you don't see her get killed. But when she comes back with her head all twisted and mangled, so I cool. Mean, it, it looks really good. Uh, yeah. You know, Max. Obviously, you get the broken neck of Franny, and then Max's arm gets taken off. I like the, you know, the goofiness of the, you know, Max's arm coming back again, very Evil Deadish. 
yeah, like, which is fine. Pay homage to to great films like that, and that I enjoy stuff like that. But I I can't agree. I do feel like even though it's it is a technically a short film, it's an hour and thirty minutes. I just felt like I was like, well, ah, come on, like a little, you know, at certain points. This appeals to the fifteen year old me at the time, fourteen, fifteen year old at the time, and in right now, and that's exactly what this is. It's it, it's just that fun movie. I thought there was enough party stuff. I think you get the joke with Stooge. Stooge is kind of an asshole, but you kind of like him because he's an asshole. One of my favorite lines, are you fat and dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he was, yeah. Roger, are you fat and dumb? Beautiful. I like how he gets uglier when you take the pig nose off of him. Yeah. That's the fascinating part of the I love how he's. I, I love how he thinks her being in the mood for pork is a compliment. But food, right? Stu, he's a fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm in the mood for pork. Yeah, and I love how the one guy... He thinks the way to convince a girl to have sex with him is to tell her that everyone knows her reputation. Like, oh, I didn't realize. Okay, hold on. Let me get my this shirt off and my panties down. I'm sorry. Like, wow, are you naive? Yeah. He was he was just a loser. He is creepy right from the beginning. He's he's a, he's not a, a good character. You know it right out, right off the bat. No, it's fun. It's a, I love the setting. I love the gore. I like the music. And I, uh, the soundtrack is, is kind of fun as well. So, I don't know. There's a lot of hits. It's not a perfect film by any means, but no, it's, a no. lot, it's a lot of fun. It is yeah. fun. Did you guys notice that the Chinese chick is the one from Sleepaway Camp 3? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know her tits were that big. Uh, she's beautiful in this she's movie, great. too. I, I, they I all her. are. But when yeah. you see her in that one scene in the coffin and she comes mm. up, she fucking almost rivals fucking Linnea with the body. Oh like, well, actually, they all have bodies, honestly. Every all, all the women are, are very pretty. They all they're fucking all the guys are assholes, basically. In one in one form. <laughs> the only guy that really isn't an asshole is fucking the kid that's with her in the coffin. Everybody else is an asshole. Sale is fucking an asshole. He redeems himself at the end and becomes the hero. The other guy's an obvious shitbag that's trying to bang her. The other guy's a chicken shit. The whole fucking movie, he lives because of it, but he's just a chicken shit. See, I think I mean, you're getting the wrong impression about Sal. I don't think he's such a bad guy. I actually think Judy's kind of a bitch. I think the reason she only ran out with him once is because he's kind of below, beneath her in the sense that she's like this entitled white privileged girl, and he's sort of like this, you know, thuggish Latino guy. But he's not really a bad guy. He doesn't really say tons of inappropriate stuff. Not like Jay turns out to be like a Duke lacrosse player, like so pervy. And You thought he was Latino? Whatever he is. Italian, Latino, all the same. Sal Romero. I'll even give you that. You know, he's a Sal Romero, the Latino. <laughs> what do you guys think about the they they did the Halloween two uh, deal with the lighter with this movie? How weird is that? Like, yeah, I noticed this... that the lighter came back into play just like Halloween two. Right? How so, weird is that? Tell I never me. noticed it in the commentary. Oh, Thanks. they said in the commentary. He said yeah. he goes. She she had the lighter because you know ordinarily she's not that type of person that'd be smoking so that's why we had a lighter scene earlier so, right. so she has a reason to do the fire at the end you know he did not Halloween say, too no we didn't do that oh okay I, good I wish you would have you know <laughs> that that, cool. that scene is the most ridiculous scene in the movie where the fuck does this extra pipe come from I've, this is the problem I have the, with the movie is she pulls <laughs> pipe out of the goddamn thing she's like walking <laughs> with pipe it's pipe. <laughs> It's fucking hardwired. Like it's 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 all attached. You can't just suddenly loosen it up and drag it five feet out. Have, have you have you worked at a crematorium before? Yeah. Yeah. So you you know about the piping in the ovens at the crematorium? Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I'm just saying. Because like, like, if that's, I can't argue with you then. <laughs> he knows. He knows. What can we do? We can't oh. dispute it. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was extend a pipe. I, I, sorry. <laughs> so you guys don't think that the lead, the main final girl, you don't agree that she has zero depth and charisma? You, you I, here's really the deal. Think she has those things. No, no, no. Here's what I, I'm telling you that it doesn't matter to me because I'm more into the fucking heels. I'm so into fucking Angela, mm. and I'm seriously I'm into the two the two girls more than anything. That's what I'm there for, and I'm there for the kills. And the other characters are interesting enough. But if it was a regular slasher movie and it was just one person chasing them, I 100% see what you say. But I I do kind of dig the whole Alice in Wonderland vibe because that's what's going on here. That's why things are happening weird. That's why there's a couple times when the demon gets to the door. And it's it's almost comical when you see fucking Stu's chaser when they're outside and he goes to the door. All they do is close the door. Just close it. No lock it. <laughs> and he fucking pulls on it and kicks it a couple times as if he can't get in. But if you take the Alice in Wonderland fucking gimmick and say that this thing is operating as an Alice in Wonderland type fucking shit that's going on here, it kind of makes sense. So I guess I'm into the I, I mean, I get it. She's dressed like Alice and that's what they're playing off of. But it's very, very right. thin connection. <laughs> Well, yes. Kevin Tenney himself said the same thing that they they were going for. That's why this happened because that happened in the Alice. And I thought it because I'm a big Alice Wonderland fan. So there was this part when you're watching the movie and those things come out of the fucking bolts come out of the door and some other things happen. And that's stuff that literally happens in Alice Wonderland and, and going into certain rooms. But then you're really in this other room and they were doing things like that intentionally to fucking say, well, if we can have demons out, let's fucking let's have some real fun with this and fucking go with the whole fucking. They're in See, one I didn't. I didn't get a sense shift. that the rooms were changing or that the house was shifting in any way like that. I'm not saying the house was shifting or the rooms were changing, but there were there were instances where they were running around and fucking. If you dared to fucking try to figure it out, like what's that movie? When when if you think about the layout of the film, it it wouldn't work that way. I think The Shining people have said that about and things like that. If you look at earlier scenes in the movie and then you see where the characters go and the turns they take. It, there's not supposed to be a room there type thing. And again, maybe it doesn't matter. But well, when he did it, people, he, he said if somebody questions this, I'm just going with the whole Alice in Wonderland thing. It was just something that Tenny said, and hmm. I just, I am I dig it. I'm cool uh, with that whole... I'm Mr. Agreeing with two people. I'll agree with what Alex said. The, there's no personality there, but these, these, are I, car- I these are caricatures, yet I'm with you, Dave. I don't care, because it's like, it's like a... They're just put in there to to give us an entertaining romp, and it's funny. The the things I find funny is like where she's on the roof, she comes out the windows, and she's gonna fight. And Sal is like what scaling the roof? Like he just shows up. He's like coming down the the stuff. Where the hell was he? He was looking for a way out. He was looking for a way out when he got thrown through the uh, into like the through the window, not through the window, through like the yeah through the window, and he wound up at the looking glass. Could be. Uh, See. Could be. See. It all figures in. No, it could Here's be. my question. Here's my question. Would you do a Sal or would you do a, what's the other asshole's name? Jay. If, would you do Sal a Sal? Sal is not an asshole. Okay. Would you do a Sal? <laughs> I know. I was calling Jay the, the shithead. Either way, Sal and Jay, they had two different approaches when they saw fucking Linnea doing that stuff with her makeup and wanting to fuck. Would you do a Sal and be bugged out and, and, and leave or would you do a Jay and say, I'm going to fuck you anyway? I don't care about your personality Sal. and what you're doing right now that's why sal was the best character because his reaction to linnea was awesome and his reaction to angela when she started dancing was like what the fuck are these bitches doing i gotta get the hell out of here like that's that's how a normal person would be 
Not, well, I guess I'm not normal because I would stay because I want to fuck the both of them. Or one, <laughs> especially Lene. Dave would have had his eyes po- poked out before the party started. <laughs> Dave would have poked, poked his own eyes out. You can come in, just poke your own fucking eyeballs out right now. Yeah. While, while he's looking up her dress while she's by the fireplace. Like, well, come on. Like, that They're guy doing that right in front of his girlfriend is hilarious. Oh, that's right. That's and she huge. doesn't even care. That girlfriend doesn't really care. She's super <laughs> cool. <laughs> but she doesn't she bend that way. That, that turned me off. If I'm with <laughs> right. you, you bend whatever way we need to go. Later on, she bends that way. She fucking gets her head twisted. <laughs> She's fucking bending all over the place. They might have done that on purpose as a gag, you know? She can't deliver a line either. It's, it's, that's what's great about this. No one, everybody looks like they're reading off of prop cards like right off camera. <laughs> well, how about that one I don't shot? Bend that way. Yeah. No, no one says, what's my motivation? Nobody. <laughs> what about that shot with the mirror and all their fucking faces come up in the different parts of the mirror? That's fucking brilliant, man. Well, uh, 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 Oh, yeah, they were all there, except for, like, yeah. the black guy was, like, in between two pieces where he kept sort of bouncing and never perfect. But everybody else was perfect, man. That was yeah. so good. It is good. There's a lot of good shots in this movie that, that get overlooked. There are decisions made that you don't typically see. And you could see a, a low-budget movie like this made nowadays, and it would be a fucking atrocious. It would be so bad. Oh, Kenny yeah. took time. I don't know. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a campy movie, but it still is... Is creepy and scary. But that one... Just don't give it a tenny out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. But there's this like little thing, like that one scene when she goes, "Run, Judy, run, see Judy, run," and then you see her she's run down good the hallway. There, oh, it, she's great. So, and then you just like see her shadow. Yeah. And that's her more wonder. And that's very close. Wonderlandish. That delivery there. Right. Yeah. That's that's very dreamlike and surreal the way she was. But I, I still prefer Angela full full demon mode. She, oh. that with that voice. <laughs> Alex brought up a good point earlier where like you could just sort of outrun these demons, go down one hallway and then and then like you'll see it scoot by and you think <laughs> it, it looks like the demons looking ah they're down there. And it, so you think you're gonna have that big scare. Nope. And it never happens. They they outsmart <laughs> the demon. <laughs> Every time and I'm like, wow, this is not so bad, I guess. Yeah. Now, if I could just find a door that gets me the fuck out of here, or a gate through that brick brick wall, we'd be fine. Right. Where was that barbed wire the first time he was going around the place? <laughs> and how did he get back over to up the wall again from that other side? Was there barbed wire to climb on there? Yeah. That was just like a, they needed an ending, and so they just brought right. That was definitely drawn out. One of my other quibbles, where they're all like trying to grab at Judy, and they and and they're like, right. uh, like it was just like showcasing the gore effects, and it's just like, yeah. ah, ah. And, and then it it all falls apart anyway because as soon as he pulls her over, it Halloween's turns the sunlight. <laughs> yeah, they would have died. And they never really would have done anything yet. They would have died already. So all they both had to do was. Run to the right, fifteen <laughs> feet, and wait an extra ten seconds, and Halloween would have ended, and the day would have disappeared. <laughs> the gate would have reappeared. That would have been funny if they were laying on the other side, and the gate reappeared as the demons were, yeah. you know, va- they vaporizing. They should have put that as a, a, they, as they a visual had the joke. Gate reappearing. Yeah. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I don't care. It makes no sense. But that capper of an ending, for no reason it. whatsoever. Like, oh, you used to love, love my homemade pie, apple pies. Homemade. <laughs> yeah. The guy has a whole conversation with her before the the razor blades do their work <laughs> yeah and then the that's veins cool, go up that's a cool blue. effect though that's it a is, cool effect cool. i do I love that rotten pig trash out all night <laughs> <laughs> 
He's so miserable. He's so miserable. You could tell these two have just been through fucking hell. Fucking Roger and Judy walking. They're like catatonic walking down the street. He's like, rotten pig trash. It is fun. It is. It's a staple of, of Halloween of that time of this time frame. You know, of this time period. So it, it, I understand why the love is there. I can't rate it higher than than where I'm going to come in. But but I understand why people love it. And, you know, I think anytime you set a film around a holiday like Halloween, Christmas, and it does things well, it automatically becomes sort of like a cult staple of that time frame. I mean, look how quickly like Krampus or Trick or Treat just they I mean, deserve I it. Though, sure. They do. They're they're much better films. Yeah. But I mean, just look how quickly I mean, look, one viewing and everyone was like, this is fantastic. This is going into the rotation right away. And, and you're right. They are great films. But. I could see why people do it with a film like this because it's still better than a lot of a lot of trash that takes place on Halloween. Indeed. Hellgate. Lots of shit. Better than Satan's Little Hell, Helper. Hellgate. Right. Is that the one where they're laughing all the time? They're laughing throughout like the whole movie? Uh, like, I don't even... It was one... I just remember being in an old house and it was just poorly made. I think it was 1988 Hellgate. I think that's the one where they're at like an, an amusement park, like an old west amusement park, right? Maybe you're right. Yeah. I think so. I, I think, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, they're they're laughing as they're delivering lines in that movie. It's so, so bad. Dave, what about trick or treats? With the kids oh. ranks in the house. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's an old banana laser review we did. Oh yeah. my god. I love that kid. I love that kid in that movie. <laughs> you know who he is? He's Shelly. Oh, is that Shelly? <laughs> He's young. No, his character is young Shelly. He goes oh. up to these right away. <laughs> I thought, Literally. I thought Shelly, and I'm saying to myself. <laughs> How could that be? Yeah. It's Larry Zerner, same actor. Yeah. I used to love the video box for that, though. It always yeah, made me yeah. want to watch the movie. I See, wish the I movie didn't was know what good. it was. It's a head with an ear, but I always yeah. thought it was a fucking cat in a box. In that box. Me and my friends all did. <laughs> yeah. He's it like, I'm going to rent Schrodinger's cat tonight. You would let the cat you, out of the box. Schrodinger's cat, cat here. Yeah, you put a cat in a box. Is it alive or dead? It's both. Yeah, we get it. I don't know. <laughs> so, what did you I come wrapped up her damn cat. Right. <laughs> you said I can't rate it too high, but what did you end up coming in? What's your rate? Yeah, we got seven point five out of ten. Oh, oh motherfucker! The guy likes what? It. He Jason Smith did just now. Jason, you're right. This motherfucker. He, the way he's talking, I think he's coming in at a six, six and a no, half. Seven and a half. Okay. Latino sales out of ten. <laughs> yeah, fucking prick. Shit. All that, all that fucking shit. It's an 8 out of 10 for me. That's as high as I can. 8 I, I out of 10. I thought oh, you were thinking, wow. Sounded like, you sounded like a 9.5 out of 10. Oh, that's a oh. fun move. It's fucking got, got it. I enjoy the fuck out of it, but I can only go 8 out of 10. Uh, my, well, my I, I could go higher. 8.5 out of 10, but that's it. I'm not, I'm not higher than that, but it, this is a staple. I watch this every year. I love that's it. That's crazy. That's crazy. My, my crazy. letterbox rating was 8 out of 10, and I lowered it to 7.5 because I didn't like it <laughs> as much. Alex. I'll do 5.5 out of 10. Kick him off Holy the show. He's off the fuck. show. Get him. Cut the mic. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I, I was going to give it a 6 because I, I like it. You know, I'm doing the old Netflix ratings. 3 oh, yeah. out of 5 means you like it. It's weird. I guess I do i like the good parts and i i don't know it still feels so disjointed i can't take it as a whole movie yet like it's still not doing and listen i'm the guy who didn't like caddyshack for the first three times i saw it and then one day i was like oh okay it is really good and and now i i'm back to forwarding the the gopher scenes so like i don't know like I, that i'm i'm seesawing on at this point but this one i i keep trying and i thought this would be the viewing where it really clicks and then i'm like i said i'm pressing 1.5 i 
yeah. at 45 minutes. So I can't say I like it, you know, but I don't dislike it or anything. It's just it's just a movie that, you know, it's whatever. So 5.5 sounds right then. Yeah, yeah guess, it's yeah. It, by your description of your feelings. That sounds right on the money, you know. All right, All right. So, that's yeah. okay. Well, there hopefully, wow. the next one. What a reach. I know it's the first two. <laughs> I know from eight point five to five point five. It's fucking. You're right. Five point five, seven point five, eight, and eight point five. Pretty fucking wild. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, I forgot to say at the beginning of the show that we're doing four movies. These were picked by Kevin. Okay. Kevin Tenney? Kevin Tenney, yes, yes, yeah, he, he picked him, he wants to hear the movie talked about, yeah, <laughs> Night of the Demons, obviously we just did, and then we're going in order of release, Would You Rather, What We Do in the Shadows, and I Trap the Devil, so these are, that's what we're doing, I Alex only for the two, <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Kevin. And fuck you, uh, fuck you Christian. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to put your head right here. I don't even have any shells. I just want it hovering right here, like a knight of the deep. <laughs> I'd love to haunt you with my severed head. So put a Sal Latino head right next to you. There you go, motherfucker. Yeah, you ready? He, he looked like. Oh, 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 we're moving on. I'm just gonna say he, he looked Latino. He had a very dark tan. He didn't look. I, he talked I fucking Italian. He looked Italian. His, his name is Sal. Out, his name is Sal. Sal like was a fucking Sal Salvatore. <laughs> like what the Not fuck? Like Saul. You know, it could be Saul. <laughs> fucking better Saul call Sal Rosenberg. Go ahead, Dave. Right, Saul Rosenberg. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Come on, we got to do this. Are you two done? We're short on time. He's got a hot date tonight over here, you know? Would you rather, 2012, directed by David Guy Levy. Desperate to help her ailing brother, a young woman unknowingly agrees to compete in a deadly game of Would You Rather, hosted by a sadistic aristocrat. Aristocat, sorry. Aristocat. It's a fist of funks. Yeah, dude, I'll tell you this. I've seen this movie four times. When I go to watch it the other day, I'm excited to see it. I really fucking love this movie. And I realized it this last time that I go, like, every time I, I watch this movie, I'm excited to watch it. So I don't get tired of it. I know what's going to happen. And I don't care. I just enjoy the fucking whole gimmick. And Jeffrey Combs, as always, knocks it out of the fucking park. But I I, I, I don't know. Is Who's seen this before besides me? Have we all seen this? I know Alex has not. Okay. I, B, I have. Yeah. I thought I had. I hadn't. So it was the first time watching yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. I didn't see it either. All right. So, what do you guys think? I was angry. I I, I get angry. These movies make me angry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I put myself in the in the position of the people, not in a bad way. Not in a, I hate the movie. Oh, okay. I just, I was angry because I just wish. Like, do you think they would have let them go? Do you think that when they he gave them that chance? Do you think he was a man of his word? And he says, if you walk yes. out right now, yes, absolutely. You walk out, but yes. you get no money. It seems, yes. It seems like he's all business about that that type of shit. Yeah. Oh, he, you weren't even allowed to take the money if you were one of the one lucky ones no, that got the 10000 or fifty for the guy that drank no, the, the booze? The only... He wouldn't have been able to take his oh, money and leave? Oh, you're talking about that scene. Okay, I thought you were talking about the end. No, He's no, I'm talking about... Time. No, he, yeah. he, he the made her eat yes. meat. He yeah. made him drink the, the whiskey. Yeah, Kevin McAllister's dad. Yeah. <laughs> that is his dad. You're right. John Hurd. Wow. John Hurd. Good actor. And, Not in this necessarily, but <laughs> good. And then he says, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, RIP. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. But yeah, uh, yeah he gives them an out. Yeah, because the games hadn't begun. You didn't know how right. sinister it was going to become. It was just, oh, drink a bottle of scotch or eat steak. Yeah, it's not nice and it's mean spirited, but 
It was just an appetizer. I'd be out. I'd be out. I'm talking all over you. I'm sorry. I would be like, as soon as I, this is, this is fucked. I would have been like, he's making her eat meat. This guy, this is fucked. I don't like these mind games. I'm out. I would have been gone. Yeah, but the whole point is they chose people who are so desperately in need of money. That's the whole point. And then the whole point of the game is really to see, you know, will these people's character change? And you see throughout that with the exception of two people, maybe three. Everybody's character changes at one point. Only two, possibly three people stay true to being good, good individuals. Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, you know you're fucked. Like, you, you're kind of just, like, you're hoping for an escape, and they give you that scene, and it doesn't turn out good for anybody. It's, it's, <laughs> I love Jeffrey Combs wow. eating the shells on the doctor's office at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> you see the pile of shells on the couch. <laughs> Who's going to eat shells off That's the, the like, one thing. No, eating the nuts, and he's yeah. got a pile of shells on the he can do it because of who he is, but I, honestly, that's the one part they could have left out of this movie. Is that guy trying oh, to Dr. fucking? Yeah. yeah, that, that was, was that was a he, he was a he was a Rob Dyer. He was a Rob Dyer, one hundred percent. He Another was. One. Yeah. In fact, yeah. as Bevin shot, he started screaming, "He's killing me! He's killing me!" Right before his brain flew out the side of his head. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna get you. Okay. Yeah. Um. It, it was funny because like when he had this chick eating eating the meat for $10,000. Like, I'll be honest with you. I don't think I could eat a duck liver and I'm not even a vegetarian. I don't think I would do it for $10,000. I've had foie gras. It's actually quite delicious. I would have eaten that for free. Wow. Yeah, Ooh, but you're not a vegetarian. Liver. She was like a... Neither, uh, like a... Neither am I. But I don't think yeah. I would eat li- <laughs> Dude, something about liver makes me like throw up in my mouth. I don't know it's what it is. Chopped uh, chop liver, <laughs> chop liver is one of my favorite foods. <laughs> what am I, chopped liver? There must I be love, a reason people I say that. I fucking love Chop, chop if you are, then for an animal treat you better. He loves chopped liver. Fucking chopped liver. <laughs> yeah. What am I, okay. chopped liver? It's a compliment to me. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's a compliment to him. You've I'm going to call had... you chopped liver from now on. Okay. <laughs> He's saying nice things about it. He must be chopped liver. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. That drink, if you drank that fucking whole thing, you'd be dead. That whiskey. See how much fucking whiskey that guy was Oh, yeah. He'd be dead. They no make, at least they made him a little sleepy for a bit. Like, he's... I, and then they have the dinner done. Like at, at least he didn't just make them all like spry for the whole movie. And then he wakes but up. And right, he, goes, he would be dead. Damn it! <laughs> 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 Could be Home Alone jokes all fucking show, isn't it? <laughs> but the, it was realistic to me. When I'm okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking it back to the house. No. So before they go, the scenes with her and her brother when they filmed it in the kitchen, I'm like, oh fuck, is it one of these movies? Because it looked, it wasn't framed really nicely. It looked flatly directed. I was like, what am I? Is this one of these low budget pieces of shit that I'm not going to enjoy? So, sorry, Stanley. Sorry, it didn't live up to your excellent. Uh, hey, Kubrick. Thank you. I, I'll yeah, take it. Kubrick. The, yeah. The, the, re, the thing is, though, I think it was. A, that's the word. Now, <laughs> would you shut the fuck up for one second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. but I think that was a stylistic choice because it was. I think the fact that it was flatly directed and the way it looked was a direct contrast to the way the house looked. Because then everything else was really well done. The lighting in the house, the way the camera moved there, the 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 actual framing, everything was great in the actual house. So it was. It must have been. I can only chalk it up to being a stylistic choice, to being kind of just so. Maybe to again reiterate the fact they've come from nothing, they have no money. Maybe just edit out that part. No, you kind of need it for the brother part because then the ending. No, have the I same mean punch. that whole speech you just gave about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I should have known that was coming. Come I on, fucking hate this guy. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I didn't know. You are chop liver. 
No, that's why you're on the show, Chris, because you point out like the, like the stylish things. Like I didn't notice that the contrast of it. Like obviously they're not rich, they're poor, you know, sick and all that. And I I get it. That that makes sense. That's cool. That would be to me a good choice to make cinematography wise. The contrast of to so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're go they're good people. How's that? The fucking the brother and sister. They're both good people. You, you Are respect they though? What they do. I think <laughs> I think they are. And I like what he says in the beginning. It comes true. Ultimately, when you see the way everything ends, he says you can't always be the hero. Sometimes you just have to let go. That's what he says. Well, ultimately, that's what happens. Someone does ultimately let go, and and, and for unselfish reasons, saying you know what, I'm, I'm I'm being a burden, this and that. She's trying to do what she's trying to do. He wants to do what he wants to do. And well, they both I like they it. both just kind of let go. It's funny that they they both have that moment. She does Didn't it for he- him. Didn't he need and, a liver transplant? They should have just given him a duck liver. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it in their pockets. Yeah. This is for later. Rally, you're going to be a duck. You're going to be a is duck. Fogwad? Fogwa. Oh. Uh, okay, from Shrek. Isn't, okay. Like liver can't, like isn't that one of the worst ones to get? If your liver's gone, you're kind of fucked. Bone marrow. Nah, he needed boy. bone marrow transplant. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's a boomer. That's bad too. But no if fun. they gave him a duck liver, they they would have had to pay. The, Jeffrey Combs said, "Put it on my bill." Oh my god, it <laughs> was coming. Put it on them. All right, let's talk about the movie for the whole bill. <laughs> yeah, believable characters, every one of them, in my opinion. Some uh, that's what I like about them. Uh, when I can watch a movie and say I believe that people are really like this, and you see all these different type of people. To me, they were all believable, and that's what I like. And I love Jeffrey Combs. That's the strength of the movie, and of course, the fun of the games, the fun of the choices, and this and that. I'm very much into it. It's my type of movie. That's yeah. that's the best I can say. I, I just enjoy it. You guys don't. I like it I agree with you. I totally agree. And I thought Jeffrey Combs is comical. Obviously, yeah. participation is no longer voluntary. Like his <laughs> lines, and even the old woman, June Squibb, who's a great actress. She's actually a, an an Oscar nominated actress. But when she gets electric and she wakes up, she's like. What was that? Like, <laughs> I was like, this is unintentionally funny in some points. And then, like when he's like, what happened in the last hour to make you think you could leave here at this point? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Now, he's not a, as amazing in this movie as he is in Trancers 2. Everybody oh, heard that. But... It's always great, I'm... No one's willing to watch those movies yet. I've been pushing those movies for like eight years, but everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, good. I'm a dull. I'm a dull man person myself. Oh, there you go. It's Tim <laughs> Thomerson at least. There you go. Yeah, I I gotta say, man. Um, for a first watch, I really enjoyed this a lot more than I thought. Um, I was fully engaged. It was a really good progression, like starting with um, shocking people, and then you know once it was a little misleading. Well, I don't know. I would say misleading, I guess. But, like, when they kept passing with the shock thing to everybody, I was like, oh, God, we have to sit through this, like, for everything they do? Like, oh, how, how's it going to go for each person? But even then, it was still interesting to see the people who took the shock and the ones who passed it on and then saying, just give me a minute. I'll do it again. Just hold, just stall the guy. You know, and all that kind of stuff. That was interesting because that, that it gave all the characters a lot of depth. And then once they progressed to things... It all worked out good. And then they progressed by having the dude argue with the son, who he kept calling everyone pigs, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, give me your name, pig. 
You know, like that was just hilarious. He was great. He was very believable. I like, hated that guy, that character Boiled. so much. You just wanted yeah. something bad to happen to him. <clears throat> yep. Oh, I like he's when, like I, a great there's... heel. Yeah. He's like Johnny from fucking Karate Kid or something. There's one scene. If, there's one scene if you have the subtitles <laughs> on where he says something during the game and you hear Jeffrey Combs whisper, "Keep your sarcastic comments to yourself." Yeah, I heard yes. that. I love that. Like, I didn't need the subtitles like, on. I just actually heard the whisper. <laughs> yeah, he said the guy. He said, "Oh, I hate this guy. I really hate him." <laughs> so <laughs> and so, the guy that gets whipped. <laughs> What's Alex heard it. I heard it. You fucking had to have the subtitles on, you prick. I don't hear very well. You should be sensitive to that. Don't you work for a hearing aid company? I do. I do. Yeah. You should be sensitive to Miracle that. Yes. Miracle. But, but, like, when the way they progressed, it was really smart because instead of us having to, you know, oh, great. Now we're going to watch everybody pass the, you know, the thing and the cane and everything. No. Instead, <laughs> you just keep hitting this one guy. What was his name? Uh, Travis. Travis. Poor oh, Travis. Yeah. Oh my god. And then like, like the logic, like, well, you know, I don't want to stab an artery, so I'm just gonna have to whack you a couple more times, dude. You're right with that. He's like, I guess. Whatever the fuck you want, just just hit me. Like it was just great, man. And like they kept coming up with the logic, and like the only reason the one broad couldn't hit him is because she can't walk. <laughs> Like, right. <laughs> and he make, and different Combs makes a joke about that too. Right. He does. And he laughed about it. He goes, yeah. "Well, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she wasn't able to walk there anyway." Right. She didn't really think it through. She just couldn't walk over there. Well, that's what it was. It wasn't when she got electrocuted. It's when she got stabbed. When she goes, "What happened?" Yeah, I wrote that yeah, down. Yeah, that was comedy. Was. She yeah, just bleeding out. What happened? <laughs> that's Daisy. Oh, what happened? Lover doesn't totally know how to tie it off. Below or above? Above, above. I like that. that. No, I like thing. that. That's a, that's that's a funny little scene. That's something I could see somebody asking, not knowing. Now, now listen. I really like this, but I, I have to be the jerk off and point this out. <laughs> so, you know, the main girl is one we're all you know hoping doesn't die. So, of course, this girl walks over to her and goes, "Can I stab her anywhere? Because she wants yeah. to kill these people." So you, you would think you stab up in the throat and just fucking kill her right there, right? But no, but it, it's okay because she still stabs her like in the in the lungs, I thought, or something. So then, yeah. you know, it seems like a big deal. And then I swear to God, it seems to have no lasting effect. Like, it, it's almost like you could forget it happened. Yeah, she should have been in more pain, but she gets oh. stabbed in the ribs. And Lucas even says, I think it missed a lung. Can you breathe? Are you okay? He says, I think it missed a lung. I don't know oh, why. Okay. He does I make that subtitles yeah. on. I, I did say that. I did. I'm like B. I always have subtitles I need on. Subtitles. I need them all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm addicted to them. Yeah. I'm addicted to subtitles. It's true. I have to have. Even if I don't what watch them, what the fuck? It ruined I need my them life. I can't help it. I'm in I subtitle rehab. In sixty years. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna my... pay you fifty thousand dollars to watch a movie with Here's subtitles my chip. on. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm addicted to subtitles. Dave, would you rather eat chop liver or chug subtitles? <laughs> well, it was wow. the best word I could come up with. I'm addicted. In other words, I oh, I use them every time I watch a movie. What do you want me to say? It's like an and it's cool. It's cool. Like Jeffrey Combs' lines early on when they're eating the food. It's a lifetime of commitment wiped away by by money by ten grand in the case of Irish. And then it becomes, you know, you're talking about applying rationale and ethics while under duress. And then you slowly see each character break. 
Like, Cal, like, I understand he's like, I'm not going to stab anyone. Travis is going to die anyway, so I'm just going to hit him. But that's a break from character. Even Peter, you know, stabbing Linda, it's like, was that the right move, stabbing old lady? The only ones who never really break are Travis and Lucas. What about Sasha? She never breaks. She's the fucking badass the whole time. Oh, Sasha's a fucking bitch from the start. Yeah. She's shot. She'll but shock I'm saying, anyone. She doesn't break. That's no, I'm, I'm saying break from from being a ethical. She's not a decent oh, human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I yeah. think mean breaks like they fucking you know. No, break ethically. Break. Okay. Travis, Travis, and Lucas, and e- I guess you could say actually, she became a Latino uh, greaser. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i didn't even know that was, i didn't even recognize that that was sasha eh? uh, without a big black cock in her sorry it was <laughs> <laughs> i got i i like sasha i'll tell you that that girl was a performer she wasn't I don't just know a- why they got mad that bevins didn't give her a chance to catch her breath she wasn't making it four minutes anyway no that's ludicrous even maybe to- that Maybe four thing. minutes with a cock in her mouth, but not four <laughs> minutes underwater. <laughs> well, when you—that was great though. When you found out that she gave up the two minutes for four, and you saw that the girl just barely survived uh-huh. the two, and so you're just like, right. "Oh, that's fucking brutal. That's great." But yeah, with a cock in her mouth, she could still breathe through her nostrils, but that was water over her face. <laughs> but but what Jeffrey Combs said was true when he says it's not even close to the to the personal record, which is true because people can hold their breath underwater for like twenty minutes, but. 20. Well, if you're fucking a magician or something. No, yeah. no. Legitimately. You have you to gotta train. Be trained you, for, you that's have what to I'm train. saying. Yeah. Yeah, Some asshole at a dinner table fucking dinner for sure. But he makes the comment <laughs> that it's nowhere close to the record, and he's right. So that's true. I gotta, I'm gotta. i checking the record right yeah, now. The record for jumping is fucking 20 feet or something. I, I'm lucky that I'm going to jump 12 on my best day. Doesn't you know matter. what I mean? It's still nowhere near close to the record, even though you can't do it. None of us could. Well, maybe Alex could. That <laughs> no. 22 minutes and 22 yeah. seconds. Holy shit. That is the record. Yeah, really? What? You didn't believe me? You I, 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 no. I sure goddamn did. I told didn't. you it was 20 minutes. I told you it was 20 minutes. Wasn't it Houdini that uh, went for it? It's not point. a magician. It was, it was a real <laughs> thing. You train your lung capacity. I've seen David Blaine. David Blaine, I think, did it. Yeah, I've seen magicians do it too, but it's legitimate. It's a, it's an it's an illusionist that, that that sometimes do it. They train for that shit. Chris Angel fucking did it. It wasn't Chris a Chris Angel was... isn't even there. He's at home sitting in his living room while a hologram is underwater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All, all I know is that there was no way she was gonna do it for four minutes. Oh, she didn't even no, get to catch not... her breath too. That was a, a, an added little bonus, where she's like, well, that's she just pops her head up. right down. Boom, done. That's the whole point I brought up. It's like she even if she had caught her breath, she wasn't gonna go four minutes. Right. I was, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't have the subtitles on, so I didn't hear. Yeah, it's so you know, you know, Latino <laughs> yeah, fuck. Fucking, fucking, uh, How about the uh, Jason Pierre Paul moment, man? That was great. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes just like he goes out loud, just let go of the firework, and it won't really do anything. He's like, uh, yeah, no, he has to hold it. <laughs> So now that you said that, we're going to tape it up to his hands like, yeah, thanks, asshole. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the problem is, why, I mean, am I naive? Why did he die? Heart attack. Heart attack. Oh, is that what they, I did, okay. Yeah. That was probably the most believable death to me in there. That was the most shocking to me because I'm like, maybe it'll be a dud, even though I've seen it before and I know it's not. But it's like the first time you see, like, maybe it'll be a dud. And then when his hand blows off, like. You would clearly go into shock and either just pass out and or go into shock or have a heart attack like that. 
Oh, you seem wow. young to die of a heart attack, even with the shock setting in. You know, they I can't I, be picky. Oh. Yeah, wrap up the movie. <laughs> Two things that I like. Do you think so? That did that guy die that got whipped? I know he was about to die. He's not doing well. well he's being told. You know, he, he, well. he could live for hours or days, but he was not. They were not getting him to a doctor. Right. <laughs> so he, he was good. going to die. All right. So then there's that, and then the other thing would be: imagine you pulled that tooth extraction card and and got that instead of. Putting your two, Wait, what? two you would love that. Water. You're already missing half of yours, you toothless fuck. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be there for three minutes. Like, oh, I'm yeah, done. you're like, oh, I gotta pull out two more teeth. Like, oh, that eyeball thing bugged me the fuck, fuck you, out. Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> like, Thanks so much for the money. I tell my brother. Yeah. <laughs> I Maybe Sasha you. would have made it easier. Yeah. <laughs> if she was in the room and it was her. <laughs> that was eyeball. She, the was eyeball she the guest thing. star you oh wanted on? I guess you gotta try to cut the white part of the eye or something. Oh, God, the yeah, I, know. I don't even like to think about it. it it's I don't. Crazy. I don't. I don't think I could do it. I probably would have been killed. I don't think I could physically have done it. Ooh. You know what I would have done? I just no. would have poked it with the edge of the razor and go, "Well, look, it's open." Yeah. And then that's. I it. would have just. Clo- I would have yeah. faked that. I would have gone. Ah! Like, cut me, Mick. Cut me. <laughs> there he is. Rocky's he did gotta come look up like again. Rocky afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, he did look like Rocky. I would have had the robot cut me. (laughs) (laughs) With precision. uh, Happy birthday, Polly. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Polly. Don't bleed all over the carpet. (laughs) You know, yeah, it's so great when they throw the drop cloth on the walls and the carpet goes, what's happening here? What what are we doing next? Yeah, you know, you know, nothing good is happening when they put up the drop cloths. (laughs) (laughs) Clear drop cloths. It's, it's, It's great. The escape yeah. attempt was cool. Yes, and it got us out of the room for a few minutes. Yeah, it got you I thought it was it really well, and they broke yeah. it up just for 10 minutes, and it yeah. worked. And, yeah. and I love the way Cal's, like, walking towards uh, Combs, towards Shep, with that whip. And you could clearly see he's about to pull a gun out. And I'm like, stop walking towards him. Stop walking towards him. Boom, dead. Like, yeah, but Julian, coward, the son, hides under the table like a pussy. Do you see how he went under the table? It was almost like he was crippled or something. I was like, did, can he not walk? Like, did you see how he slumped under the table? It was really like he couldn't walk. It was like the weirdest thing. I didn't know what I was watching for a second. Like a human like, rat. <laughs> that, that, he was a good actor because I hated him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A oh. great heel. Yeah. No, he right. really liked that. I, real life. Evans. I wasn't acting. Bevins I liked. Bevins. MI5. I liked him. He was cool. He did his job. He wasn't a, a total asshole. He just was there for a job, and he He's was polite when he had to. He was. I liked him. I, I sorry, liked sorry, Bevins. Maybe next year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for the tooth extraction, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Oh. <laughs> I like to see a sequel, because they could do this again. My Dude, only... I, you know what? This should have had a sequel. I totally agree with you. 100%. Why not? Why not? Same character. Same fucking have him come back. Fucking Iris son. is alive now. She could she could be on the hunt for Lambrick and stuff, and they could set up yeah. a game and, and make it bigger. bigger Rob, Rob Dyer in this in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> no, expose the Lambrick Foundation. Get a little bit more uh, in depth as to how it ended up like this. She's got money so, huh? and she can't use it for anything else. She might as well. She can, like... go, she can go back to school. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, that's... That was nuts. I, that that's like a, such such a sucker punch ending. Yes, right. It it's fitting though because. Ethically, she became a scumbag in the end. Right, and, and not not to bring it to too much reality, but the fact is, uh, she couldn't really spend that money on anything because 
don't you think if she was going to buy cars and houses and get approved for all this stuff, or, like you just really can't buy everything in cash. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'll take this house. You t- accept cash, <laughs> right? You can't really do things like that. So the money is kind of all you could buy is like clothes and food and a bunch of shit, TVs and couches and everything the rest of your life. But you can't really like it won't change your life. Unfortunately, yeah, but she would that's, save that's her why brother. they wash money, you know. But huh? she would save her brother. She would still save her brother, and that's what he says. That you don't have to worry about waiting in right. line for this. We have a, a donor. At the top of the list, we can take care of you medically. You're going to get this, this, and this. Yeah, and that that's was the, the only main reason. Point. That's yeah, yes. that's a, that's a, that's the sole motivation. She would have been, she would have done it. it even if it was just saving the brother and no money. Right, and I heard that they're still yeah. waiting for the brother to show up at this to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he? You know, we got the guy. I mean, is he going to show up or what? What the fuck? Yeah, right. See, my <laughs> sequel would just be a week at a birdies that she tries to get him to the operation. And it's like a big, like, <laughs> <laughs> the only problem, and I hate to say a negative because I, I think I'm going to come in the highest, honestly. But the only negative is this. How do they explain? And it, again, it's just movie logic. But how are they going to explain to these other fucking nine people who, who, whose lives are over? What happened to them? How, how do they not? How do they not get busted for doing this year after year? You know, yeah. six people go to this house. You find out about, oh, my cousin's going to this thing. It's a game, and, and then just right. they, they never come back again. When How you can, have enough, when you have enough money, that's that's what I, money buys you. I, I, that's it. That's the only thing I could accept. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's yeah. movie logic it, in that. It's way. the Lambrick Foundation. This isn't even his home. This is just the house they use for parties. Like this guy's, you know, this guy's Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> True. Okay. You're the right. only he thing did. I wish, I okay. wish they had kind of explained a little bit of why each of them was there a little bit more. They started to get into it with Amy, with something with her husband killing her daughter and something like that. And then when Lucas is telling uh, Iris at the end, like it's kind of cool to kind of, he's kind of getting into why he's talking about how he has three sisters and he's about to relate to her and then she shoots him. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that was great though, man, because you didn't see it coming. You didn't see that coming. I didn't. And I, you don't see. Oh no, no. The first time you didn't see it coming, you think they're they're walking out of here. He was like, "Hey, yo, I got three sisters of my own." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, all I could think of is Rocky when I saw the guy. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my Amazing. god!" Hey, listen, Apollo. I got three sisters too. You know, <laughs> after that fight with Club of Leg, things. Oh, the- he had a gun. He would have shot him too. <laughs> <laughs> I always hated you, Rock. We hated you. Anyway, yeah, it, this was a good first time watch. I, I really, I'm glad I watched it. I will see it again. I was shocked this came out in 2012. I didn't think it was that long ago. It's been it's on Netflix eight years ago. Well, I thank you, yeah. but it's been on Netflix pretty much since the beginning. Yeah, long time. Yeah. You mean since 2012? Yeah, in the beginning, 2012. <laughs> I'm not coming up. I'm not coming up tonight. <laughs> you ever see Ghost Dad, Alex? Uh, oh, yeah. Put the bitch on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> now, was that guy Italian or Latino? <laughs> Actually, you know who that is? That's Dana Ashbrook from Twin Peaks. I think, I think he's just a white guy. <laughs> there you go. I never saw him. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen Ghost Dad or Twin Peaks. I'm the wrong no, guy. I, I never saw Definitely Ghost Dad. I just know that clip from the Skeleton Crew, or whatever. I don't know. Why is okay? You remember that? Right. I don't. Yeah, I never saw the movie. Yeah. I would never watch that. The childhood stage. I'm not that hard up. Oh, it is. <laughs>
Well, how about the director's cut when that comes out? <laughs> They're putting the robot from Rocky IV into Ghost Dad. <laughs> yeah, well, they can't have Cosby in there. The robot's taking Cosby's part. <laughs> it's it's Ghostbot. Ghost On bot. the phone. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anyway, <laughs> we got to wrap this up. So, so see, we. Uh, it sounds like you were heading towards someplace with your... Uh, no, I just said I w- it was quite enjoyable. Like I said, I wasn't sure what I was in for at the beginning, uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. And it, it, when a movie makes me angry, when it could draw that emotion out of me, and not like I said, not in a negative way, like I just like put myself in that situation, then I'm then I'm in. It was an eight out of ten for me. Well, I'm very high on it. Like I said, I, I realized it this time because I was excited to watch it again, and I watched it and enjoyed it all the way through. So I'm, I've seen the movie four times, and I would watch it again in the near future. I, I really enjoy my time with that. I think it's great. I think it's a great idea, and it's very believable to me. So I'm coming in high. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. Oh. Yeah, I know it is, yeah. but I, just, I feel strongly about it. Yeah, yeah no, I, I enjoy it too. I just, I'm just not coming in that high. But uh, I would love to see, like you said, a sequel to it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a follow-up. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Another okay, there you go. I give See, a solid eight. Is great. Nice eight is great. Nice right Hall of Fame. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> did you see what he did there with two seven point fives? How he described Night of the Demons and how uh, he described Would You Rather, and at the same wow. review. Right. Hey, at the end. I said Donald the third. Act, I said the second half slash third act of Night of the Demons saves it for me. The part that Alex didn't you did. like. You did. <laughs> and I said the first half has good comedy, but it's it's boring. It is kind of boring. Okay. Seven and a half is... No, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, it's the way you... I, I think it's... Right. You talk at extremes. I do it too. Yeah. We, but we do end up talking at extremes sometimes. And then, it, and then it's funny when it ends up coming down to that final kind of rating. All right. Well, two down, two to go. Alex has to leave us now. Uh, Can Christian leave too? <laughs> I love you. Very mean. Long he's time. Being, he's being very mean to me tonight. Nah. <laughs> that will change next to reviews. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. Great time. Uh, we should have done it years ago, but hey, better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Hopefully, we can do it again. Hopefully, for we can sure. have another. You know, I know you usually don't do weekends, but uh, you know, oh, lately we've been able to have some weekday shows. So yeah. that happens well, occasionally. It's early enough, I can, or late enough, oddly enough. Just, you know, that sweet spot earlier or later, whatever. Just, you know, the middle ground is the tough one. Yeah. No, well, thank I, you. I thank you for joining us. It's been, yeah, we like we said earlier, it's been a long time, but we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, thank man. You. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. If I usually ask the guy if he wants to plug anything, but I mean, do you, is there oh, anything you want well, to plug? Well, guys, I sit home all day and I watch TV. Um, <laughs> I drive plug around. Plug mouth up. <laughs> I go shopping sometimes. I uh, I was fiddling around in the backyard with some stuff. And um, other than that, I mean, uh, if you want to see what I've been doing, I have a photo album on Facebook of trips we took. But other than that, yeah, I'm good. All right, nice, awesome. awesome. <laughs> so that's gonna be that. And um, what's the next movie? What we do in the shadows. So that is what we're getting on next. What we do in the shadows. And and we're back. We, we just had to do a quick wardrobe change. Yeah. yeah. It looks us out of here. Yeah. We changed our clothes. A little quick change action. You retired again. You, yeah. <laughs> you retired from this show too. Is that yeah. well? I thought I'd try it. <laughs> Fuck it. But. <laughs> yeah. I wish I would have said this when he was on the show because he would probably appreciate it. I know he would, but 
there was something I wanted to say on Night of the Demons, and I didn't say. There was a line in the movie when they pull up and they were talking about something, about the uh, Hull House. Basically, somebody asked something about it, and he says, well, he says, it's the biggest one in four counties. Okay? That was the answer, talking about Hull House. Now, biggest one in four counties, that was a nod to another movie. Does anyone know what that is? That line does sound familiar. I just assumed it was because we just watched Night of the Demons. Biggest one. Well, of he was talking. He said it's the biggest crematorium in four counties. No, but that wasn't the word. They asked him about it, and his response was biggest one in four counties. And that was just how the line was delivered in the movie that they're taking it from. And because I've seen the movie a million fucking times and know it word for word, it was like holy shit. I go, they they had to uh, do that. On Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something like that, is it? Same time period, but I'll give you a hint. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Fat one? Whoever said you had a fat one, LaChance? Biggest one in four counties. Breakfast Club. It's, nope. It's one of... No, shit. LaChance. LaChance. Gordy LaChance. No, still not. See, Alex would have known easily by now. So that's why I said I go, because he, he might have got it just on the line in the four counties, because I know he knows that movie. I don't well even know the first movie. Did I say Breakfast Club twice? You said Breakfast uh, no. Club and Ferris Bueller. <laughs> I don't even it's not it's not guesses. a horror film it's not a horror film no. there there are horror ties to it but i can't no. believe you guys don't know who I, I know that name the okay how about this should have been you should have been you gordy and then and then the dream ends and it's kind of scary should have been you gordy i guess i'm just a pussy huh how about that oh one? this sounds familiar but i can't i can't chris chambers chris chambers kid brother to eyeball chambers Gordy Lachance, Teddy Duchamp, who got his ear held down. Oh, stand by me! Off. Yes. <laughs> Biggest one in four counties. That that makes sense. Biggest one in four counties. Harry points the gun at Ace Merrill, and he says, "Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood." And then he yeah. fucking <laughs> shit. I can't believe it took me that long to get. However, yeah, it, for sure, it was a reference. There's no, there's no question. The way he delivered yeah. the line was like biggest one in four counties, and that 100. percent I'm like, holy fuck, that's great. I never picked up on it before, you know. So pretty breakfast cool. Breakfast Club. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Breakfast Club. Sure. Stand by me. Um, Ferris Bueller. So listen to what the fuck happened last night. First of all, family videos are closing. Okay, sad. Uh, Monday, I was. Um, it was Labor Day, and my wife and daughter wanted to go to Popeyes Chicken. You know, chicky. <laughs> the funniest part of that joke was I was just about to go Popeyes, thinking that was the joke. <laughs> yeah, Popeyes, Popeyes. <laughs> These two girls wanted to go to Popeyes Chicken. It's like a, a fifteen-minute ride. I never eat that stuff because I don't eat deep-fried foods, right? But they they like it and they wanted to go, so I took a ride with them. It was Labor Day. I was off. Took a ride. So we get out there. Across the street from Popeye's Chicken is a family video. So I see a sign on the outside of the family video. It says, store closing, everything on sale, blowout sale. And I'm like, no shit. Now, check it out. Their, their business has been slow for a while, as, I, as I've known. About two months into COVID, I went into it. I went into one near me, and I asked them, how, what's going on with business? Because I thought there just might be sales anyway because business has been slow. And they were still there. And I was like, okay, maybe I can get some, score some cheap Blu-rays, whatever. So I went in and I talked to the girl at the one that's closest to my house. And she goes, no, she goes, actually, everything's been fine. This And I go, good, stores are going to stick around. Okay. But I knew that another store closed a year ago and I missed the sale and I was fucking pissed because I know when Blockbuster closed, I hit all the Blockbusters got dollar Blu-rays. So I'm like, if these stores ever close, I'm going to be on 
bent like a bonnet and fucking pounce, you know, to, to buy my shit, <laughs> you know? Him. So now, <laughs> sign, store closing. So now there's like five or six family videos. So I call the one, and uh, I go, when did you announce the store was closing? They said four days ago, and I'm thinking, fuck, everybody already got the good shit. But I had the day off. I'm going to go to all the family videos, and I'm going to call all of them to see what's going on. So I called all of them. I called five. There are five around here, actually. Four are closing. One is staying open and one only. There is one family video, and it's the closest one to me, which is great. They are staying open. Every other one is fucking shutting in stores. So all these other ones are having these sales. So I went to fucking all of them that day. Drove around for four hours. Went to this store. Went to that store. I probably bought like, you know, I think I spent $70. I got a bunch of fucking Blu-rays. I got this really cool sign that says Halloween movies. So it's, it's it's what they put around uh, during Halloween time to rent, and it's like you know a dollar for one night and three dollars for five nights or something. It's really cool, it's, but it's a bygone era. You're not gonna see shit like that. It's really cool. It's got like a Freddy Krueger thing in the middle. So I bought that. I bought movies. Now I see these motherfuckers. They're selling their shelves, their video shelves, and I have been talking about this for a year since I've been in this house. Two years that I want to have a mock-up freaking video store longer in my basement. <laughs> yeah, that I want to have those shelves so I can display my movies facing forward and it'd be yes. a fucking thing because it's going to be over with, right? So check it out. They're giving these fucking things away. <laughs> and I'm at these stores, but I'm by myself and and, and there's no way I'm going to lift them. So there's nothing I can do about it. I'm like, fuck. But I'm thinking, who else is going to do it? I have until October the 1st. Long story short, yesterday, um, I got two of them. I had a friend from work when I was getting out. We had an extra hour at the end of work, and the boss said, go ahead and do it. We, we were ahead of our work. She goes, go to Family Video in Lockport, which is where I work. Went over there, and I took two. Actually, here, check it out. I have to, I have to find room and where I'm going to set them up, but can you see them over there? Oh, wow. Yeah. Ah, oh, nice. That's two of them. Right, but I got all this other shit, and it's going to be tough to find a way to make room. I got too many posters, but I will do it. Now, anyway, that, that, so check it out. <laughs> this kid, Ryan, who I work with, has a pickup truck. He picked them up with me. We went over there, lifted them up, put them in the back of his cab. And he goes, listen, I'm working until six overtime. He's doing some shit. He lives near me. So he says, when I get out, I'll come by your house. We'll bring them in the house. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. He goes, who am I to stand in the way? Just a blowjob. Just a blowjob. So he was happy about it. He's like, because he knew how much I wanted it. So, not the blowjob, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he comes to the house. It's about quarter after eight. My brother's supposed to be coming over at like seven, you know, and and this is like quarter to seven. So I'm like, well, okay, so this can be the true loss, which is fine. So I open my front door and, you know, I, I move that little latch so, so the door stays open so we can bring the things down. So now about two minutes before Oreo, my cat, got sick. He threw up in the freaking kitchen and uh, he came downstairs. Kitchen. I thought, Kitchen. And of course, Oreo. The, <laughs> the dog ate it like the fucking six son of a bitch. Uh. Right. So I locked her up in the cage. I said, you get in the cage. I got to pick up puke on the floor here and the floor here, which I did. It wasn't much. But I come downstairs and Oreo's downstairs in the basement. And I come up to him. I go, buddy, you OK? I rubbed his tummy and he just looked up at me and he said he was fine. I'm like, OK, that's whatever. It happens with cats sometimes. So now about a minute later, the kid's here. Ryan, we're bringing the stuff into the basement. I know the cat's in the basement. OK. So 
This takes us about five, ten minutes to, to bring things in and out. I leave the front door open because I have to. Lucky goes out on the front lawn, but he's not the kind of guy that's going to travel anywhere far, so he just goes in the front lawn. He eats a little grass. Uh, I'm not, <laughs> yeah, he's attached. He's really attached to me and my wife. He's not fucking... He's not the kind... He's not going nowhere. He's up our ass. He's not going to wander off. You know what I mean? So And he does. He's deaf, too. He's got, you know... He knows he's a special needs cat. He wants to be held still. He He's still like a baby. Does I mean, Christian tomorrow... A special needs uh, editor? What? <laughs> <laughs> he's great. So now, check it out. Ryan gets done. I go to close the door. I'm getting everything around. I go downstairs to, you know, finalize a few things so they, uh-huh. they don't want them to fall on the cats. I cannot find fucking Oreo anywhere. Now, Oreo is the cat that gets out. He goes in the backyard. When, when we let the dog go in the bathroom in the backyard, it's always a fight. And he's gotten out a few times. He usually just eats grass, explores maybe two or three houses. But I got these fields and shit behind me, which go up a hill, which leads to a construction site. And it's all these fields. There's fucking wild animals and shit back there. There was a fox there, I find out, a couple of days ago. So A Megan I, fox? I, I wish. <laughs> Fuck. Or, or a Michael J. <laughs> <laughs> She's got some well, funky thumbs, though. <laughs> Oreo is fucking missing. Uh-huh. I go everywhere. Uh-huh. I go fucking up and down. I talk to neighbors. My brother arrives. I'm flipping out. I drive around the fucking... And my daughter, luckily, Francesca's staying at my mother's house last It's her cat. If she knew about this, I'm fucking done. So this cat is gone. I check the house. I do this. I do that. I do everything I could think of. Oreo, Oreo. It got fucking so bad. We were driving here. We went to the construction site behind... This fu- now it's getting dark. He is not coming back. He do- he is he does have a chip, a microchip, but he doesn't have a uh, an ID tag and a phone number. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what the fuck's gonna happen here? And I people in the neighborhood are looking. Finally, I text my wife and I tell her o- o- Oreo's fucking gone. Now she panics. I I told her I go, don't even come home. She called. I go, there's nothing you can do. It's 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 about to be dark. He's either gonna come back now or we're gonna find out shit tomorrow. But now I'm bugging the fuck out. I talked to the guy over there. He tells me that there was a fox there the night before. I'm fucking on the brink of tears. I'm call, I'm calling Ori. I'm going everywhere. I'm fucking tapping this can with with the, the spoon. I'm calling him. I cannot find. All I can think about is holy fuck, my fucking poor daughter. If he doesn't come back, and then I hear about this fox. I'm like holy shit. I'm picturing fucking the, the fox getting him. That this poor cat's fucking life ended. He's such a good good hearted fucking cat. He's he's great, and I'm like I I can't I felt fucking horrible. I, I was it was the worst fucking night. Now, my wife comes home. The neighbors know about it. They're in the back looking. They're doing this. They're going all over the fucking dark. They're out there with fucking cell phone lights, looking everywhere. By this time, I have resigned. If he's not if he's not gonna come back tonight, we're not gonna know anything until tomorrow. Let me just try to get through the night, you know. Well, all of a sudden, my wife goes fucking downstairs, comes up. Now, believe me when I tell you. I fucking went through every room in this house, every fucking nook and every cranny. I even opened doors that were closed. Now, there's no way a cat's going to open a closed door and get on the other side and close the door. But I still did it for peace of mind because, you know, when you lose something, you just, you're not going to ignore, you know. I checked every fucking – I came in this basement, looked under the couch, <laughs> looked behind the couch, looked here, there, looked every fucking thing. I looked high up and shit. Anything I could think of where he might be, nothing. Well, Irene comes home. She's talking to the neighbor. She goes in and out of the house. She's motherfucking me, believe it or not. She's like, I can't believe you did this. Fucking, that girl's going to be devastated. She's giving me the fucking third degree. I'm like, Jesus, I, I, but I'm sorry. How do you think I feel? I Thanks, fucking feel yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how they, that's how they are. Though. Now's not a good time for a blowjob. I got to get a blowjob <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> 
Well, Sorry. you can probably tell that that he's found. Otherwise, I wouldn't be carrying on this way. Yeah. But the funny thing is, Irene comes in the basement. She comes up. She goes. She and she goes up and she's like, she goes, "Do you know where the fuck he was?" And then she walks outside. She's just talking to the neighbor. So I'm like, I go, "That sounds like she found him." <laughs> By the way, she delivered that line. I'm like, okay. Well, it turns out she came in the basement and he was in the basement. The cat never was missing. <laughs> he was in the I, racks. No, the racks were right there. I, I I moved him down just in case he jumped out because I'd be afraid of them falling on him. It's, I don't know where he went and how she saw him. All I could think of is he got into some crazy thing, which I had no idea he can get into, and then got out. But but here's here, he is a really responsive cat. If I call his name and I'm tapping his fucking soft food with a spoon, I'm like, Oreo, 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 snap my finger. He comes out. He, You call him. I could call him now. He'll come downstairs. So I don't know what was going on, but when he was found and he saw me, he acted like he was afraid of me. So something, I think he knew that I was mad or something because I kept calling him and calling him. I don't know what the deal was, but ever since then, he's been acting weird towards me. And I didn't, you know, I'm not, I don't know what happened. I think I know what happened. I think I know what happened. That coworker of yours said he saw uh, this cat outside. And it came up to him, and it was kind of weird, and he, he and it just looked feeble. So he wanted to take it home and, and take care of it. <laughs> Actually, you know what probably happened? He probably got scared when you were bringing the shelves in, got really spooked by it. And probably, that's probably what happened. And he ran, and he hid probably in your in your mic stand there, in your box there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Is there, is there shit in the box there? <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's your mic's, how's your pop filter smell? <laughs> right. <laughs> but all kidding aside, I don't know where he went, but it was a fucking catastrophe in fucking in the Z household last night. It was out of control. I don't know where he went. Like, I'm telling you, I looked in every possible place he could ever be. I'm not going to be walking the fucking streets and going everywhere and telling people he's gone unless I thoroughly checked the house. I, and I would still come back in the house every few minutes and still check the house a second time just to make sure. So I don't know what happened. Thank goodness he's here. I'm, yeah. But something happened. I, 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 obviously, he did get scoop, spooked when we were moving the stuff because he, he does. He's kind of skittish like that. Yeah. He's real tough when it comes to any other animal or he's a hunter. If there's a fly in that, any fucking thing in the house, he is relentless. He will get any fucking animal, any insect that comes in the house. He's fucking pouncing. But when it comes to people... He's very skittish. He will fucking run off if he hears some things. He's like a scaredy cat. In, did, that, in that did your coworker come downstairs with the shelves? Maybe yeah, that both, freaked him out. Probably, but I mean, really to be to still hiding after an hour for no <laughs> reason? Not the shelves, the guy, you freak. Yeah, the guy pulled out his dung and, and double-stuffed yeah. Oreo. It's, t- <laughs> it's time for payment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to double-stuff you. So people, if you have cats, if they, if they are chipped or if they're not chipped, get a fucking ID on their tag that, that has their name and their phone number. Because he didn't have, he has a glow in the dark collar, which is nice, and he's chipped. But still, it it, it, it was a scary fucking thing. And I I know because of what happened last night, nothing like that will ever happen again. I'm not gonna keep a door open even for a fucking second with with somebody else around. I'll just I'll deal with it some other way. But it, it was, I was so mad because I'm like, my selfish ass, because I wanted these fucking shelves. I cost this fucking cat his life. You have no idea the fucking guilt I was putting myself through. And then my I'm wife sorry. came home and she was giving me shit. And I was like, and I told her, I go, you have no idea what the fuck I've been feeling here for the fucking pay. I couldn't eat. I was fucking sick. Seriously, I was fucking on the brink of tears. I, I was trying to I know, I know, I know. build your own shelves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you for can't build cats. Shelves. Those are video store shelves. You'll never see those again. That's a fucking, that's what's fucked up. There's only one family video store left. When that store closes, which you know eventually it's going to, 
That's a bygone era that will never fucking come back. That we're never gonna have video stores again. We're lucky to have the, the ones we do. These are from an adult video store, and I just love. Oh wait, what are you fucking jerking off? What is he doing? Thank you for getting the joke. <laughs> so bad. But the way you were moving, I thought you were jerking it. You know? I thought you were about to push the whole fucking shelf. Yeah, fuck this <laughs> story. I thought, was, I thought he was jerking his merkin. Right? Uh, <laughs> is that a thing? It's got to be, right? Jerkin is Merkin? Now that I know that I'm, what a Merkin is? Yeah. Uh, we talked yeah, about I'm a Merkin sure 15 times on the show. And last night, you're like, the other time, I don't know what that is. I, I don't know. Mer- I, I keep Merkin my way back to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. It's basically, it's the opposite of B. B has everything shaved. This is someone that's lost their pubic hair and they put a fucking a, a toupee of pubic hair, basically. I only uh, learned about it because I watched a comedian once and he had cancer and he talked about how ridiculous it was that, you know, he saw like a guy came to him and talked to him about Merkins, which is basically a, 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 a wig for your for your pubes. I guess some I guess some people. I, I, yeah. No, I mean, most make people sure people even bigger. To be embarrassed. Yeah, I can't make it look any smaller. Yeah, you always have to shave. It gives. I told. We've talked about it on the show. I got to shave. I got to shave. Quarter inch curve. Mine looks like Fidel Castro smoking the tail end of a Cuban. The very tail end. He's got like one or two buffs left before that thing just ashes to the ground. Oh shit! It's like the ZZ Top. <laughs> <laughs> no legs to be found. Eggs, right? <laughs> Awesome. Okay, well, that's out of the way. Let's get back to these movies, shall we? I, I, I told these guys I got to tell the story, but how could I not tell the story about it? everything that led to it? All because of family video and this and that and the no, other that's, thing. And that's terrifying. Or, I've had, I've actually oh, had that experience as well with a dog getting loose and and took over an hour to find him. But it's terrifying. It's the worst because oh. you're like, I've never seen this dog again. Never gonna know, and it's it's the worst feeling ever. So it is. But, it, you know. Both stories had happy endings, at least. Right, thank goodness. Yeah, it's hard with a dog because my brother was telling me, he's like, he goes, you know, if this was a dog, that's a, a lot of times if a dog gets the fuck out, good luck. He goes, cats. He goes, he was saying that the, the family down the street from us when we were kids, they had a house cat just like us, never goes out, you know. But the cat escaped and came back four days later. He goes, cats, cats yeah. are going to come back, and I go, yeah, but I don't know about a cat like this that never. Yeah. Knows. Ones that are go back and forth, yes, but. But he goes, no, he goes, they had a house cat just like just like you that was always inside, and he came back four days later. So I had hope, and I didn't think anything was – but when that guy mentioned the fox, I fucking bugged. I'm like, oh, my God. He's not going to get by the night if he's fucking back here. It would have been bad, though, when you had to tell Frankie you can't come back for five days. <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle of this, I'm talking to my wife on the phone. She called – because first I texted her, but she's busy at work. She finally has a minute to call, and she calls me, and she's talking to me, and she's saying something about this, and we're talking about Francesca, and Francesca's calling me. And I didn't even answer the phone. I said I can't answer the phone. It, it was almost like she picked up my vibe. Dad! Dad! Please! Help me! <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, something like, was happening there. The fox got her. She's like, <laughs> she's like Abra from uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I just had this horrible <laughs> dream about Oreo. I felt I, I, but I couldn't call her back. There was no way I was gonna not gonna tell her anything until she came home. And imagine having to break that news to this poor girl. Oh, but thank goodness. So people, put tags and freaking everything you can on on your animals, please. And that, don't, don't be an idiot. Cells. Yes, don't be an idiot like me and leave a door open, even if it's for five minutes. And with that. Speaking of cats, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> How about it? Flat cat? Yeah, oh, or bats. Man. 
All right. What We Do in the Shadows, 2014, written and directed by Jermaine Clement and Taika Watiti. Viago, Deacon, and Vladislav are vampires who are finding that modern life has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, <laughs> trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming flatmate conflicts. That's literally the description on the day, which is fun. Really? It really should just say that the, you know, the whole setup is a documentary crew recording them leading up to the uh, Unholy Masquerade, which is a secret society gala for vampires and other undead. There you go. Taking place. Was this, this came out in 14, right? So, but really released in 15? Because I think we talked about uh, yeah, the, fi- our first year end show. 15, it made our list. Three episodes yep. in. So yeah. I kept it off my list because I'm like, yeah, I liked it, but I don't really consider it horror. So I kept it off my list and you guys were arguing, oh, you're crazy, you're crazy. And I'm not saying it, 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 it's, it, it definitely is amazing. It's an amazing movie. I, Boy, I love it? it way more than I did the first time. And yeah, I have no problem with it being on the list. I don't know. I did. I like. I told Brandon earlier. I had a stick up my ass. I guess back in the, back then. But I definitely. Uh, I've watched it. This is my third time, and I've loved it. The, I couldn't stop laughing this last. I am. Taika Waititi and Jermaine Clement. Their comedy. I love their comedy. I mean, I love Flight so of the good. Concords. I love I'm watching it. it now for the first time. I'm about eight episodes in. Oh, nice. Are you join it? Well, I guess you are. Otherwise, you probably would have stopped. Uh, oh, watching. I'm enjoying it. But I will tell you this. The fucking show, What We Do in the Shadows. I started watching it two weeks ago because it's on um, Hulu. Yeah. And my wife and I started watching it. And I was going to put a post up in, 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 in the group page because of how much I'm, it is fucking top notch. I'll say this. That's what I've heard. The show, yeah. the show is more. And after watching the show nonstop, because we, we banged through two seasons in like fucking, I don't know, a week. We just went right through it. And then we went back to Fight of the Concords because I never saw it. But I saw that. And loved it, right? So I'm watching the show, and then I watch the movie, of course, for this. And as I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, the movie is much more horror than the show is. The show is more straight-up comedy. However, it is actually funnier than the movie is. So the show is more comedy and and even funnier. Yes. But the, but looking at the movie and the stuff they do in the movie, there are more Hallam there are more horror elements in the movie than there are the show, but I cannot put the movie and the show over any more than I, flight of the Concords is great. It's not everybody's type of comedy. I don't think I happen to think, right. But I think that anyone watching or listening to this podcast will love, and it likes the movie will fucking love the show because it is top notch shit for real. Top notch. Yeah. Top notch. And it was our number. Hold on, I wrote it down here. It was our number 27 uh, for the top 100 voted by everybody. Our 27 movie. It was my number three in 2015. So I've always been high on it, but I keep getting higher. But I'll tell you what, because I'm enjoying the show so much, it almost, in a way, almost hurt the movie because of how good the show is. How how it's it's so quick with the fucking wit and the jokes like every other line. It's just... I, I might so- have to give the show another chance. You I- have to. I tried watching and I couldn't get, even though, you know, uh, Taika Waititi's pretty much, you know, connected with the show. I just couldn't get into it. I'm just such a big fan of his that, like, I just couldn't get into the show. But uh, Still created and wrote it. Well, no, I know. Jermaine. I, Jermaine, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I'm talking about yeah. uh, Diago. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, who I, did, I don't know. Who, the did di- jo- who did Jojo Rabbit last year and won an Oscar for that. 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That, that was that group movie was great too. That's my yeah. wife's favorite movie of last year. Phenom- phenomenal. Yeah, that it might be one of my favorites of last year too. I, I thought she... that movie was about fucking what's his name? I thought that was about Richard Pryor. It was a autobiography about when he burned himself up and some other shit. Shows you a rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Richard <laughs> from that Richard premise. Pryor made it. Richard Richard Pryor made the movie and it was kind of like he started it. He made it. He was. It was half an autobiography, but it was. But it was also fiction. That was Brewster's Millions. No, it wasn't. It was Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> Brewster's Millions. It was the only serious film that that Richard Pryor ever did. Oh, the toy. With Master, <laughs> with Master Bates. Wonderwheel. Are you talking I about Richard what Pryor? What the fuck did it be? Too. So do I, I but it's I not Jojo it, Rabbit. But... Huh? It's not Jojo Rabbit. That's for sure. Okay. Well, that. That when I heard that title, that's what I thought about that Richard Pryor movie. It was done. It was his only serious film. Yeah. Huh. Well, either way. I gotta Jojo see what the fuck he's so, talking about. Huh? I, I don't know what you're talking about. I need to know. He's oh, well, look, up. look up Richard Pryor fucking autobiography oh, yeah. movie or something and see what pops up. You know what I mean? Uh, all the Jermaine, whatever his name is, he he's the creator. He's kind of like the Ryan Murphy uh, for American Horror Story as yeah. well. For, yeah. for what we do in the shadows, and he does appear in one episode as his his old uh, his character. Glad the poker, Jojo Dancer, Jojo Dancer, in nineteen eighty six. Your life is calling. Yeah, Jojo Dancer. Okay, whatever. And the sequel, Jojo Rabbit. You know, <laughs> the, jo- the Jojo double feature. <laughs> that would be great at a drive-in. Everybody's so fucking driving crazy these days. Oh, oh, oh drive-ins. You know what I mean? Fucking, that would be great. Yeah, double you know, feature. you're right. The drive-ins? Yeah, you're right. That's become like a huge thing all of a sudden. Oh, well, obviously. Fuck drive-ins. Yeah, fuck them is right. The, 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 the sound quality and the fucking picture quality is ass. How do they you know do I mean? it now? Do they still do it with the speaker on the outside of the thing? No, it's, no, the, it's radio. the radio. Yeah, it's in the radio, which is better. I, it's an FM. Oh, which okay. Is, but I'm not going to pay yeah. fucking money to go watch fucking uh, Shelley Duvall fucking Hello Again and fucking Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, all of me, just because it's at a fucking drive-in when I can fucking watch it right in front of my house here or in my house. You know what I mean? I don't get the right appeal of going to see old movies at the drive-in that are just regular movies. If it's like a Friday the 13th, yes, that's that's different. But I mean, just any old – people are just going to the drive-in just because it's at the drive-in. Let's go see fucking, you know, um, I don't know. Some fucking second-rate Bill Murray fucking comedy. Jojo and, Dancer. And just, yeah, let's go see Jojo Dancer and fucking um, Busted Jojo Loops. Ra- the Richard Busted. Breyer double feature at the, at the drive-in just because they're playing. I mean, to <laughs> each their own. The Jojo Dancer. The, fuck, that's funny. Jojo Dancer, yeah. Well, this guy also This guy also made, getting back to the movie. Was that uh, Elton John's song? Hold Me Closer, Jojo Dancer? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, now, go ahead. You know. No, I just can say you also did the last Thor movie, which was fantastic. Yeah, Thor, Thor, Thor. Oh, Thor, T H O R. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was an audience favorite. I mean, and it's one of the best partly Marvel movies. Actually, funny enough, I think that's my wife's favorite Marvel movie. I love Thor Ragnarok. That was one of my favorites as well. That and the Guardians of the Galaxy movies were were probably my favorites. But now that, uh, now that I mentioned it, it just might be my my wife's new favorite filmmaker because she loved this movie, loved Thor, nice. and loved uh, Jojo uh, Rabbit and Danger. Yeah, and I went back and I watched uh, last year. I watched one of his earlier films, Eagle versus Shark, and like a really good independent film. So he's quality. Eagle versus Shark. 
really? Is it a comedy? Is it a fucking? It's an independent comedy. <laughs> I didn't know if it was like, you know, like Sharkasaurus or fucking. No, no, it's not. No, character. no, there's you no there's monsters. It's it's like a. Okay, like, just making sure, you know, but your wife will love, love the fucking show. Uh, see, yeah, watch what we do. Yeah. Dude, it's so good that I had to look it up to see if there was going to be a season three, and it has been confirmed. And it was up for eight fucking Emmys last year. That's how far I'm telling you. When I tell you it's a fucking top notch fucking show, it is in every. And at first, I didn't know because it's none of the characters from the movie. And I don't know if you guys remember, but we remember they were talking about there being a show, but it was supposed to be about the cops that were in the fucking in the scene. Uh, you know, when the cops come to the house and get hypnotized. Originally, they said there was going to be a show. And those are going to be the central characters. I'm like, who the fuck? I don't want to see that. A show about oh, these the fucking cops are cops. hilarious. Yes, but so I don't want to see a, fucking, a whole show about just them. I want to see about the vampires. That would be you know? called cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reno 911 or whatever. You see what I'm seeing? And they shine a spotlight right on Nick floating in the ceiling. Like, yep, absolutely no smoke detectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're down in the basement. They're like, yeah, look, no smoke detectors. Again. She's like, yes, there are. Oh, yeah, look, there they are. <laughs> <laughs> Without like missing a beat, that's where the comedy is. Like, I don't see any smoke detectors down here, and then he's like, "Yes, there are." It's like, "Oh yeah, there they are, right there." <laughs> Everything yes, is really... funny. The ones that are outright like really? funny, and then the 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 whole secondary cast who plays everything straight. And they're hilarious, just by just from how serious they take everything. Like the two friends, the guy that gets attacked by a werewolf, and they, uh, Stu, they, they love yeah, Stu. I, they, I love the Deacon Stu. knitting Stu a scarf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know that this started as a short? It was made in two thousand five. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen it, but I I'm, I plan to because I have. I just looked that up. Yeah. Wow. Watch it when you're short on time. <laughs> I call that Watson when I'm Watson on time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Watson, Watson films are the best. <laughs> oh, mama mia, you guys. <laughs> Poor Watson. Right, how about that montage, though? I, I love that song. Is, do they use that song for the show? Yes, you're, every you're, fucking episode. They do. You're, you're dead? Yes. That's a great out song. Of this world. Oh, it's fucking great. I Dude, that it. song is great. And when they start showing, like, the photos and all the, the, oh. the whole montage of them through throughout history... It's hilarious. And just, I, I don't know, it's it's brilliant comedy. It is. It's, it's brilliant because not only is it funny, it's the way it's delivered, the the cadence, oh. the rhythm to it. Dude, everything everything, everything like, about go it. Go back like, to that scene. Sorry, see. No, I, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> oh, no, I was saying, go back to that scene that you were just talking about and with, with the people that come in the house, the two cops. Yeah. And on the way up, somebody throws a line, and I think, I think it was Vlad. He goes, well, wait a minute, because they were talking. He made him stop. He goes, hold on a minute. He goes, I want to see what other fucking <laughs> other yes. fucking guidelines they have. And then yeah. the other guy says, we'll bring it up at the next flat meeting. And then the cop agrees, yes, <laughs> you guys do that. Just, it's, it's so fucking quick-witted. It is, yeah. I think, I, I'm not going to blow my load yet. I'm just going to say that I'm very high on this movie, and I just watched Shaun of the Dead the other day for Summer Series, and for years I've said that that is the perfect mix of horror and, and, and comedy and everything else, and uh, on a pet, I rate this movie higher than I rate Shaun of the Dead. I, I do don't too. know. I do too. Yeah, this was I, I think Shaun's great. Yeah, great. But this this made my great. top ten in 2015. 2015 year was a mess for me. I think this was like my number seven, and I think I gave it a nine out of ten. I can't even justify giving this film a nine out of ten at this point because I can't find anything wrong with this film. Yeah, it, it, I, I mean, there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with this film. It's perfect from start to finish. It's hilarious from start to finish. Every character is perfect. I love the cops. I don't want to see a show of them, but 
even the end when they loot the dog, when they find the dog. <laughs> like we found the culprit. They bring like this sweet border collie over. Like we're gonna have to. He's gonna have to be put down. Like oh yeah. look, he, look. <laughs> he's getting hungry again. He's, he's yeah. wagging his tail. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about it. And that's why there is a follow up announced called We're Wolves. If you didn't know that, they've been and talking it, about it for years. Yeah, I know. So it's been I announced. I don't know if, if, if there's no okay. gate attached to it, but I mean, that would be great too, because that whole interaction between the two groups, both times has been, or is it yeah. three times? Both, well, at least the, uh, both times that I remember anyway, where it's hilarious. Like when well, the third times when they come to the house at the end, yeah. when they become friends, Yeah, that's the second, the second time in the woods, when it's like, Deacon, where's your tracksuit? You can't wear those pants. You know how big you get. <laughs> All you with jeans. All you with jeans. Yeah, all your jeans. Take take off what you don't want to lose. Like it's who would have thought to ever film a scene like that. And Reese Darby, who plays the head of the werewolves, who's also Murray in Fly the Concords, he's hilarious in, in everything he does. I love him as well. And uh Was he in Severance Prevenge? Was he the was he one of the characters in Prevenge? I thought it was him. But then when I went back to check quickly, I didn't see his name on there. I Wasn't he the guy that that girl? He's a New Zealander, and Prevenge is not, not a New Zealander. Okay. I, I thought he played that one boy, that guy that she dates, that she ends up slitting his throat or birds. something. Oh. Nah. <laughs> anyway. He's a guy that's not like fat birds. Is yeah. that him? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I say it all the time. <laughs> I like fat birds. <laughs> oh, okay. Everything about like, it, though. Um, Elton John. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Olivia Newton. You look like that. Olivia Newton. John, you look more like Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, that joke was fucking hilarious in that movie. Oh, Peter is Peter's great. Peter's eight thousand years old. Peter. He will not be attending the, yeah. the house. Meeting. He doesn't have to come. Yeah, he's <laughs> the flat meeting. He's eight thousand years old. In the beginning with the dishes and all that shit, the conversation. I mean, you got to do dishes. They go over there and they show it's like fucking ten uh, feet high and it's blood yeah. all over him. Yeah, it's been five years since he's done the dishes. <laughs> What's the thing? The things that Nick did wrong? Or was it the the reasons we don't like Nick? One of the things, and they're listing them, and like killing Peter was like third or fourth. They're like, mm, uh, maybe that should have been uh, number one. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> yeah, but he says we wanted to, we wanted to build to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all this review is going to be, is us just reciting the no, things we thought was really, funny. I mean... It, it's, it's so though. it's so funny. Viago, every time he brings a girl over, he, they show it twice. When he's killing the dates on, and when he kills Josephine, he keeps hitting the main artery. Oh, <laughs> and he and the first one, the girl he's going out with, he's laying down the newspaper as that, he's talking to her. Yeah, it's great. It. And he puts the oh. bib on. Yeah. <laughs> I think the oh. best line though of the whole thing is when they're talking about um, virgins. And then he says, well, and he goes, the thing about virgins is, (laughs) he goes, look at it this way. If you were eating, if you were going to eat a sandwich, you would enjoy, you would enjoy it more knowing that no one had fucked it. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, they dispel that myth because he even says drinking. I think we drink virgin blood because it sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) All that, like making fun of the lore, incorporating the lore, and then also the use of the whole mockumentary style uh, and just how flawless it is, like with the effects and everything. When they get mad and they just fly up in the air and they kind of like are about to sound off of one another and whatever, that's just great. And it's so like matter of fact, like it just happens like as if it's happening right in front of you, like it should. So it's really just so well done and and 
kind of seamless in, in its uh, execution. I like when there's, they go into town the first time and the guys are like, you know, uh, $5 gets you in. It's like, can you invite me in? Can you invite me in? Just invite me in. <laughs> That's what's great because you don't think about that. These are things in Vampire that no one ever thought to talk about. Like, you know, because think of it. They live forever. What are they going to do? What's going to happen? They, they, if they fall in love, they got, they're going to outlive them unless unless they turn them into vampires themselves. How are they going to get by in society? How, they have to go in places. Just, poor just, Philip. You know. Poor Philip. <laughs> Been 90 years. I haven't done anything with my life. Yes. <laughs> All because he fucked up and sent him to the wrong. Pl- I don't blame him though, because of him, he lost the love of his life because he, the guy put the wrong postage. I love that. That Stu is showing them how to use all the technology, <laughs> and then Stu sh- oh, Stu great. shows them how to send a text message, and Deacon freaks out because the text message says it's a crucifix behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And then he says, "Leave me alone." <laughs> Leave me alone to do my dark bidding. Oh yeah, yeah Vlad, goes, when he's when he's all old looking. Nobody, but he says, "Leave me." Yeah, he is all looking. What are you bidding on? Bidding on a table. Bidding on a table. Table on the on the internet. He said, (laughs) "My dark bidding." (laughs) It's so fucking brilliant. So good. Yeah. No, it it really, it really is. There's, and this doesn't even scratch the surface of it. It's just, it's just seamless. And the fact that they incorporate, like you know, like when they show The Office, they very rarely acknowledge the fact that they're being filmed documentary style. Whereas this one, they incorporate the fact that there's just like, who are these people? Were they at the party? Like, who invited these, this cameraman and that cameraman? Right. And he, and he even said, like, he even jokes that, well, don't don't touch this cameraman, but that, well, that one might be that might, might be okay. Like, he's expendable <laughs> almost, or whatever it may be. There's so many little things like that throughout the whole film that are great. I, yeah, well, it, it, even the opening referencing that they were given, uh, that they wore crucifixes and they were granted protection for the filming of this. Yes. What about when yeah. he wears the thing of silver, and it just—he's he's trying to hold on, wearing it, and it's just burning into him. It's like, and his face is like <laughs> that, that's about as long as I can wear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's oh. just—it just, put will put a smile on your face. I can only only like the like I liked this the first time, but I think I just didn't sit down and actually give it my full attention because then I watched it with my wife and we were losing it and then she asked me what I was watching the other night because I guess she was up she was upstairs working and I was like watching it and I was laughing my head off and she could hear it she's like what are you watching I go what we're doing in the show and then she said Dave we got to watch the show because she heard the show was good too now I'll just tell her Dave says we've got to watch the show and it's going to be on in two minutes nice she (laughs) knows what's up do you like like biscotti oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> the Lost Boys, the Lost Boys thing is great. Yeah. And then he tries yeah. it later on him with uh, the Cobra with, chips, with French fries with <laughs> chips, and he's like, it only works on stuff that's already shaped like worms. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, turn my cock into it. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? The uh, when they let Peter out. It's oh. like sort of like how Oreo. Yeah, you thought Oreo got out when Peter when Peter gets <laughs> Nick. They're like, who let yep. Peter out? <laughs> Yeah, it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, poor guy. And I didn't know why at first, because Peter loves turning people into vampires. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily eat them all the time as victims and drink their blood because he turned um, Viago. He talked about it. He goes, oh, he t- no, he turned uh, Deacon. Deacon. I'm sorry. Yeah. He turned Deacon. Yeah. So it's so cool because Peter's 8,000 years old. The other I, was, ones are like, I was selling my oh. wares. <laughs> yeah. 
I love how Vlad says, that is why I still look 16 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, 16 years was a rough life back then. There's so much, there's so much great stuff in this. And when they're playing around in the mirror and he goes, oh, oh the, the ghost cop and the Pac-Man the Pac-Man, thing. the Pac-Man thing was great. I never get this though. I, I know it's just the the reality of it when he's like a floating cup, a floating cup. Why are his why are his clothes invisible too? Oh yeah, <laughs> like it right, should, it should be an invisible be, man. Yeah, right. he should his clothes should be visible. A floating cup, a floating cup. <laughs> you just debunked every fucking vampire movie ever because anytime and even the old Dracula and anything, anytime you see a vampire in a mirror, you don't see anything. But you're right, you should see their clothes. You are his clothes vampiric. <laughs> Like, was that what he was bitten in? And it's just become, like, part of him? Like, it's funny, because the Invisible Man, it was, like, if in the case of, uh, what's his face, uh, Chevy Chase, it was an experiment gone wrong, making his clothes, I think, invisible as well. But oh. in the case of, like, the, the regular one, it would just be him. And a vampire, you would assume, would just be their body, not their clothes as well. I'm not it's taking a- points off the movie, because it's, it's history. Like you it just said, it's every freaking vampire movie. You're right, but that's what we should do. When we make our movie, we should have someone be a vampire, and they they show and they and they could they could even use that as a line. They go, well, don't worry, they won't see me because I'll use I'm in the mirror, so I'll do this and I'll be able to sneak up. And then he tries to do it, and he gets busted. And someone someone will say, hey, look at that, there's floating clothes. You know, that'd be <laughs> fucking great. That it blows his cover because you know. Is that like the polar bear in the snow, and it's because he has a big black nose? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is either. The, yeah. polar no, the polar bear keeps trying to sneak up on the rabbit, but he can't get him. Jojo rabbit? <laughs> but he can't get him. Fence. And he's like, what gives? He's like, you want me to tell you? It's your big black nose. I can see it coming. And then he goes, and then he covers it with his paw. He's like, you see it now? Like, no, now I can't see it. And then he eats the rabbit. <laughs> That's like that joke in Friday the 13th part two. Wow, nice. Anything with a bear and a rabbit is going to take me back to that. Did you guys know they were putting out those those things for Friday the Thirteenth Part Two? Those 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 uh lost uh you know those those lost scenes. Yeah. Okay. I was Bra- trying Brady to be knew. funny. Brady did know. I, I knew. I got scared. I was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going. <laughs> Count to ten, human again. Count to ten, human again. Count to ten. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I'll tell you what. What the what the horror elements? When the people are killed, no fucking CGI blood squirts. No. It's fucking real. The oh. one kill is amazing with the fucking blood going everywhere. Yeah. And then there's comedy afterwards. Oh, that wasn't supposed to go that way and all that other yeah. shit. But when the werewolves turn, they look fucking badass. They look the phenomenal. Great phenomenal. werewolf transformations for again. The shaky mockumentary cam style. It was great. Uh, and the servant. What about the servant? The jokes with the servant cleaning the blood after. I know you guys mentioned. Like, oh, Jackie. Yeah, yeah she's Jackie. great. Cause like, I'm going to have to penalize you 10 years for this. <laughs> you guys say for the post credit sequence, too? You will not remember anything in this movie. That's <laughs> oh, damn it. After the credits. Yeah. yeah, at the end, Deacon, at the very end, the last scene after the credits. Oh, that's cool. Nick telling everyone he's a vampire. You can't. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm a vampire hunter. Ah, fuck you. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're a vampire hunter. And sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> Crucifix. Cover it up. Cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> Are these made out of table legs? Did they whittle these themselves? <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much. I mean, God, it just goes on and on. Even the beginning of it, he finds the fucking... Well, you got to clean up, Peter. What is this? A spinal column on the floor? He's... <laughs> <laughs> 
at all that they talk about how old they are and you know yeah. well you're saying good gore and i got you guys off that i'm sorry but you're right because i don't want i didn't know if your thought your if you're finished your thought there but there are some really good gore sequences that are not cg and then the vampire or the werewolf transformations are good uh the makeup was great like when brandon when you mentioned when he's doing his dark bidding or is, is that the part where he's all yeah old looking because he, he hasn't goes... he hasn't eaten in a while because he's all depressed when he goes to the ball you notice that he has that the uh the dracula the hair Bram stoker hair <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> fucking great they have him with the beast the too Coppola, yeah dracula. you don't yeah, remember everything? your former lover georgie yeah, <laughs> five years, five years after Georgie, yeah. <laughs> and then it takes oh, him like a minute to take asshole. Him. Oh, a- asshole! <laughs> Hello, beast. Hello, oh. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's great. They talk about the beast the whole movie, and then we find out what we find. It's fucking great the way they do that, and then the, and the way they the try beast. to get Stu out of there. They're like, wow, I love how they love Stu. They describe him. Is he not the reddest guy you've ever met? <laughs> yeah, his red cheeks. Look at those rosy yeah. red cheeks, <laughs> and you just want to eat him. But you don't, you know, he's like, oh, it's awesome. It's God. Like, and that's why I love Nick's, Nick's performance, too, because it's just so serious. Like, he's just so dull and just bland, but yeah. it, it's what makes it so much funnier. Yeah, his well. performance is so dry, but so funny. When he when he has to do the, uh, the progression of shame, procession of shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, we didn't want to do this. And they're just, shame, shame, shame. Like, like, How about I, when they have the bat fight later? <laughs> yeah, he rips his jacket. Deacon oh, doesn't like that he's wearing the same jacket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they go ahead and he throws him into the fucking wall, and he's not no longer a bat. Yeah, dude, those, those effects, too. The transforming the bat yes. to human, that's fantastic stuff. Yes. Uh, Vlad as a cat. What about oh, the, the argument? Face. The yeah. argument of indefinitely. Isn't that, oh, wasn't yeah. that the argument they were having? Like, I didn't write it down. I just, yeah. Indefinite means. That means you can never come back again. No, indefinitely means it's only it's not definitely. It's only going to be for a certain amount of time. It could be six weeks. Or so. Oh, it's great. So tomorrow? It's definitely not tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow? He's like, yeah. it's like, I come back tomorrow. He's like, it's definitely not tomorrow. It's so fucking good. It, it really just, is. It, I'm telling you. And I'm thinking about the show. They do the they do the bad thing with the show all the time. Yeah. Like they'll do it. Like they only they do it really brief here in the show. It happens out. They just go bat and they turn into a bat and they fly and they they implement it. And then in the show they have a fucking another kind of vampire. They have a um an emotional vampire. I guess that's like an expression. <laughs> someone yeah. talks that fucking says, but that's his gig. He goes to an emotional friend. Is what it's yes. called. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to a fake. He goes to a he, he goes to a fucking fake job and he goes there and he just bores people to death. It, it, with all his incessant talking and this and, and and he feeds off their fucking emotion from their boredom and that's how he feeds instead of feeding off blood. It's really cool, man. Oh, so, that's yeah. different than an emotional friend, but that's funny. That's still funny. yeah. It's an emotional vampire because then my wife says he goes, oh, that's that's what my uncle is because she talks to his uncle on the phone and every time she has to eventually get off the phone because it's all this fucking gloom and doom and all this other shit. And I guess that's an expression that he's an emotional vampire, not an emotional. Uh, a draining. I don't know. There's some type of term that people say about people like that, and that's what this they end up casting this guy as. Someone that every time you talk to him, it's all gloom and doom, or they crying about their fucking life, and just dealing with them, they drain you. Yeah. So therefore, they're an emotional vampire. It's I no think... wonder this type of movie would work great as a show because it's. I mean, like we're not really talking about story because it's not really much to this story. Like we said, it's just a documentary crew following right. them around for a period of months, but it's like it's very much like The Office. It's just just day to day. The mundane, 
yeah. activities that you don't think about that vampires would do. Like they're not always out just killing and, you know, feeding or well, sleeping it, in coffins. It's kind of what <laughs> that behind the mask is for slashers. Yeah. But I still I still think that could be done to this level. I think that that's still could, yes. I think it's yeah. it, it's here and it, and it could be here. And what you do in the shadows has done that for vampires and for werewolves in that one scene. So I'd love to see a werewolf spinoff. And it doesn't overstay its welcome. 80, 82 minutes done. And it's Dude, it, I didn't even realize it was yep. so short. I I always felt like this movie was longer because it packs so much into such a short period of time. So much comedy and so much character development. The mundane is the perfect way to put it. Like that's why I think uh, behind the mask has good elements, but it, it doesn't get to that level. I would love to see the mundane life of Jason Voorhees. Yeah, people have made true memes. Yeah, and what's, jokes he, what's about he doing it, but... when he's not killing? What's yeah. he doing? What's, yeah. what's he laying around in his shack in the woods? But yeah. no, that's yeah. so great. About Masturbating it. in that toilet. I totally <laughs> want to see it with the curtain closed. Or no, how, how horrible it is to actually string somebody up to be like a, a scare an hour down the road. Like you know. <laughs> To pop up and like fall down out of a tree or something like yeah. all the the crappy boring stuff, the B footage or the B roll. That's right. That's what Remember? this is. This movie is a perfect B roll film. <laughs> I mean, Deacon gets mad when Nick floats up to him. Why can't you use the front door? The neighbors are watching. I was just showing them an erotic <laughs> dance. He was showing the other two an erotic dance. <laughs> <laughs> so nah, good. it's it's great, and it would have been it would have been. In retrospect, I probably should have had it on my list, and it would have been probably number one. Like, I mean, if I had to be really serious, but I didn't have it on my list. But the great thing about doing the show and getting to do reviews much later is you get to revisit the films, and then we get to talk about them. It's a, yep. honestly, it's a ten out of ten. It, it's a perfect, perfect it option. Is. I totally agree. Ten out of ten. I love the end when the, when Stu reappears and he's a werewolf now, and he said, "Look, he looks like Seal." <laughs> <laughs> And then they invite the werewolves in. He's like, don't, you know, don't pee on anything. Don't lick anything. Yeah. It was my number 17, my personal number 17 for, uh, of the, of the, uh, Ooh, of that, the millennium. That I can check. That I can so, check where I had it. It was my, my number list. 17 because I gave it a 9.5. I didn't give it a, remember, I only gave six tens uh, of the millennium. So, uh, so I Whoa. gave it a 9.5. What? It was my number five of the millennium. Nice. Really? Yeah. That's. No, and I didn't even have it on my list because, again, I just I had gone off my my other thing of uh, of just not having it on the list, which is stupid. But oh, oh well, but it's great. That's, that's okay. awesome that you guys had it that high. That's awesome. Yeah. And I keep going up because now it was a nine. Then it was a nine and a half. Yeah. The first time I saw it, it was a nine. What was my number three of that year? What a fucking year that is, too. Getting back to that 2016. Pardon me. 2015. If I look at, at the movies that I rated that year and what, what my top three were, they were fucking bone tomahawk was a 10 at the time. It follows was a nine and a half. What we do in the shadow is a nine and Krampus a nine. Now, if I'm going back and doing that, that year Krampus would be number one with a 10. What we do in the shadows would be number two with a 10. <laughs> it follows nine and a half and bone tomahawk nine or nine and a half. Aren't those the following year? It follows and bone tomahawk. No, because I have my list right here from when we, I have all of our lists from when we did the show. So my top my top ten that year, that was it. Don't tell them all get followed, what we do in the shadows, Krampus editor, Death Gasm, and, and on and on. Yep. Yeah, and I that think was, I'd agree with oh, your so top is, two there. This is two thousand sixteen then? And now you're confusing me. I'm only talking about my list for the two thousand fifteen. Okay? We did you the have, show. You have my list? I, no, I just I have my shit saved, like in my uh. phone. 
for, oh, for years of all my ratings. That's when so we every, didn't every... see Krampus. Remember, Brandon, we didn't make it out to the theater in time? We so, see it. And we didn't no, see it until right was, after? No, but he was saying It Follows for 2015, and I could have sworn 2015 was uh, spring. Was it spring. It, spring was that same year. You're correct. Okay, so spring, a girl... One. Bring a girl walks home alone at night. What we do in the shadows, there and fine and right. final girls. There you go. Yeah, I have final those, girls. It's like my those four <laughs> were 2015, and those four films yeah. all appeared in my top ten of the millennium. So what a year, 2015. So that's probably your, one of your first? favorite years of the decade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I said it too. <laughs> yeah, and I just started repeating all the years. Yeah, I think I had it follows on the list too. I'm not sure where that appeared on my. Decade, but 2015 and 16, I always say, and uh, I, I would say now confidently, those were the two best years by far. I think you might be onto that. I, I, 2016 was fucking insane with Neon Demon, Black Coat's Daughter, um, Invitation, Southbound, The Witch. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that that that. I think those two years were were my favorite years. Man, great stuff. So anyway, Hall of Fame, perfect score. Yeah, yeah deserves, there. absolutely deserves it. It's um, a fantastic film. It really is. It really is. And one more movie. One more movie. And go. I, I'm going to say before we get to the final movie that Kevin has great taste because I really enjoy all four of these movies. I know not everybody did, but for me, every one of these movies um, is rated pretty pretty high. I have to say this. I thought Alex liked Night of the Demons, which is the reason why he was joining. So I was shocked at how much he didn't like the film. No, yeah. He knows the movie well. He's never seen the other one, but he's just joining because it was a weekday. That's fine. I wasn't questioning. I guess I was questioning. I was shocked because I just, for whatever reason, thought he did love that movie. He would have been a fan. Well, he, you would think he would be. He loves those 80s type of movies and everything else, and you know, he doesn't watch all that newer horror, and that's a classic from the 80s, so you would think that that would be right. Just like I, I showed him Waxworks. He'd never seen Waxworks, and I showed it to him um, for that that, that, that that show that's never going to come out, but we reviewed it. It was supposed to come out in October for Skeleton Crew, and that's what the, that's the movie I brought to the table because I thought it was 100% in it because he lo- like Return of the Living Dead is like in his top three. He loves that type of shit. So Waxwork to me, has that type of feel to it, you know, eighties fucking comedy. A lot the of people hate the in. characters in that. A lot of people hate the characters and the I pacing of the yeah. movie. I, I I really like that movie. I, I actually I actually like the more of uh, action adventure horror of part two. It's like the Army yeah. of Darkness version of Waxwork. Wax actually, you're right, and, and interesting that Bruce Campbell was in it. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, Alex. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, Alex just ended up thinking it was good, but I thought he was going to be like, oh, man, this is a, a gem I never saw from the 80s. He was like, yeah, it was good. You know, I don't know what the rating was. Probably like, a, you know, like a seven or something going by ours. But I thought he was going to be like higher into it. But you just never know. But that's what I thought. You would think that they'd be up his alley, but what are you going to do? But this next movie, I'm really curious. I have a feeling Brandon, because I know this motherfucker loves those cop-out endings. He's going to be mad because the ending wasn't a cop-out. We'll get to it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Brandon's going to love the fucking movie. But usually we have disagreements because I it, love it, it, evil, it didn't, supernatural. It didn't, make my, it didn't make my list last year, so that's a clue. And I saw this last year, so. Well, yeah, but this is the second view, so I, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, with me, the first time I saw it, I rated it higher than I did this. The first time I saw it, it would have made my top 19. The second time I saw it, it went down ever so slightly that it didn't. And it's, it's still there. You know what I mean? But it didn't make my top 19, but I still quite enjoyed it. And see, I have no idea. All right. Let's, let's introduce it. it. Yeah, let's get it done. 2019's I Trapped the Devil. 
written and directed by Josh Lobo. A man descends into paranoia after trapping what he believes to be the devil in his basement, but things take a dark turn when his family unexpectedly arrives for Christmas. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Sorry, I'll just. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll just. So. I'll say about something really quick. If this was made twenty years ago, people would be blowing it left, right, and center. Absolutely. You know what the best well part said. of this movie yeah. is? You know what the best part of this movie is like, to me? The sound design. It's great. And the score? The yes. score? Yeah. The music yes. and the sound design, it's just, it adds a level of, uh, of atmosphere to this movie that's... Which needs it. Yeah. No, absolutely. If this movie doesn't have atmosphere, it's boring and it's fucking an hour of people talking. No, you're right, but but it does it so well, better than a lot of movies. This movie succeeds uh, as a low-budget picture. I could see people being bored by it, but I think he does everything that he can do to keep people engaged with the characters in the story. One location, a handful of actors, well done. His his shot selection, the lighting, the, the feeling of dread and, and, and uncertainty is great. Like, I was like... Put it up. It was the first time watching. I, I got to get it watched. I, it was my last movie. I, I didn't know what to expect, and I was like, "I'll watch a bit now, and then the game's gonna be on." And I, and I'm like, "No, I just watched it all the way through because I knew it was gonna end about five minutes before the game was done, and I wanted to give it my full attention." Now, I'm not saying I'm not sure if I missed story elements to explain the end, though, because I I just love the way it was presented. So I might be missing something from a story structure, but from an experience structure I'm talking about of just enjoyment of being like kind of mesmerized by, by how he just lingers on shots. My only quibble is the end. That's my favorite part. Used to to be something. The first time I saw it, I did not like the ending this time paying close attention. I really like it. And I know what Dave's thinking that nothing should have emerged from that and it should have been a story on mental illness because that's my cop-out ending. But yep. no, no, not for this story. Not for the way cool. the story's presented. I cool. actually liked it a lot more this time around Sorry. because of the ending. Even though I don't, even though I like what comes out and what it represents, I can understand why people might be disappointed because the tension built throughout the voice behind the crucifix, well, even though you have to take the crucifix off in order for it to speak, but the voice behind there and, and what's in there, like the tension and the suspense built up for that, nothing coming out of that will ever match that build up. So no, everyone's always going to be disappointed. Which is why my ending, why ending again. That's why I'm saying, did I miss a story structure that makes it what it is? If we're not going to spoil it, just in case people didn't see it. I don't know. Maybe this is the one time we don't spoil things. Just to find, I it's thought, fine, it, should, I thought that, it would yeah. open. Because I love that. It was beautiful. That, yeah. yeah, that creaking. Yeah, that's And slow, it, I, I just slow. wanted blackness. And I wanted yeah. to end. And I just wanted what? to end right there. I'm not that's not mental illness because we know she experienced it too. We know what yeah. transpired. Right. So we know it's something. But I don't think we needed to see anything. It would have been a minute shorter. It's already a short movie. And I think that would have been amazing. And maybe I, I could I can kind of agree with that. I was thinking the yeah. same thing watching it even this time, even though there is a line in the movie where Steve is talking towards the end, where Steve is talking to Karen, and he mentions the fact that, you know, it keeps speaking to me. It keeps saying, open the door, and you can see her again. So that's what comes out. It's his daughter. It's his daughter. He lost his, oh. he lost his family. He lost his family in a car accident, his wife and his daughter. His wife is the one haunting them in the TV screen. Jocelyn Donahue plays the reflective image in the uh, – in the in the static 
That's and, his wife. Yeah, that's his wife. That's and then funny. I'm assuming because he says, you know, I lost them. You know, I'm assuming that's his daughter that comes sticking out, comes skipping out, and then goes down the street. And so then okay. you need, you need that from. I guess that story structure, maybe they could have done something where she emerges just ever so slightly from the darkness and then it just ends. I don't know. I'm not saying I didn't, I disliked it. I just thought, holy shit, this would have been perfect if it just ended with that image because that creaking of the door and and maybe even just a reaction of like the cop, like, and then it ends. But with your explanation, I could see why they had to incorporate it then, I, I guess. Yeah. So is it, that what he locked up originally, but he never wanted to say it because then people would think he was fucking crazy, like even his yeah. own brother. Do you think he's going to say, well, I know it sounds like a man, but it's actually Victoria, or whatever the fuck his daughter's name would have been, you know? Because if he says something like that, there's no way he can explain that to anybody, no matter how much someone trusts him or he's going to believe it. So did he know that, or do you believe it was transformation at the end? I believe it was transformation at the end, but I— now I don't know. That's pretty no, cool. because I, I would have thought it wouldn't make sense. Then we don't need to have the girl skipping out because it it doesn't mean anything. He locked it up because it was the girl then, and then it means something Baby. to have yes. the girl at the end. And then the fact that it's a, a it's a voice of a man coming is confirmation to him. He's not crazy, and, and and whatnot. And then she, the wife, experiences it too, uh, the voice. And so I'm just saying, like a visual re- re- visual representation of it being a girl for us at the end means absolutely nothing. But, okay, I think the movie just went back up because of that, because of what the three of us deducted could possibly be. I think that's great. But I will agree with – I can't disagree with what you said, C, about if it ended the way with the darkness opening and maybe a look on the cop's face or something. That would have been great. But for me, I always loved it because it's the polar opposite of what anybody's expecting. So when you see – because it's like I always sure. say. Yeah. You don't want to see a guy with a horns and a pitchfork. You don't want to see some giant fucking beast. You want to see – if you're going to see anything – let it be something that's trippy that comes out and you're like, and the way they shot it is great because you're not really sure. You see the steps, they go up the back, up the stairs, this and that, until the very last shot when you see the girl outside the house and it's all Christmassy and the lights, which and the lighting was great. I thought that was great. The only thing that could have been even softer than that would be like, what, a, a baby duckling or something? But that would have been comical. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? You know, you're right. It is great because a lot of the conversations throughout it, uh, even you know Steve's dialogue to, to Maddie and to Karen, he talks about the instinct and the idea of evil is a seed and that he trapped the seed. So he's not putting a face to this evil. He talks about how like man's evil versus pure evil and even talks about the accident. He's like that man, meaning the guy who caused the accident, because you see him in an image, you know, holding the stuffed animal that's bleeding. Yeah, Yeah, the rabbit ears. He says that man is not evil for what happened. Evil is what let it happen. So Steve's obsession is with preventing others from feeling what he's feeling from preventing this senseless evil from happening so that's why he locks it up and uh I, the dialogue is is the film and if you're not into it you know if you're not on board with it and and you get it you know he he asked maddie to sort of you know trust him and take him you know take his word and have faith in him but you know they kind of hint that maddie's more of like a math teacher more of like a sciencey type guy so that's an interesting conflict between sure. a, a man of faith versus a man of science. But see, that's great because their performances, yeah. like performance in particular of fucking Steve is, is top notch. He's yes, fucking great. The way he, he sells this, the whole film. For sure. And 
because you're right, you're watching it and you're thinking, if I'm in this position, do I think he's crazy? Because he seems to still have his wits about him in a certain way. And he'll say, I know this sounds crazy. People that are crazy don't tend to act that way. But then it goes back and forth and he brings the weapons out and then you see he'll, he hallucinates something out. It's so like, okay, maybe he is crazy. You don't know. But his performance either way sells it. He's so fucking good. AJ Bowen is never a slouch. And this and the girl, what happens with her character is great. Because she wants, she has zero fucking believability. She even says, she goes, you know what, Steve, I love you and everything else, but I just don't believe this. I don't believe in things like this. And no, you put somebody down there and you got to work it out. But then when she goes down there and she hears the voice and then, then she's convinced. I love what happens with her character. Because well, she, but he, that could be around. a fault of the, of people's expectation. This is where the art or the story overtakes probably a proper reaction a character reaction because right after she experiences that don't you think she would have gone and told her husband but she doesn't and she doesn't say anything until he's about to go let the thing out or destroy it or or whatever or let i think just open the door to let the guy out thinking that he's going to help them and she's like no no i experienced something weird too i experienced something weird too i think that was the only kind of misstep that mm. she should have maybe gone a little earlier because like that's a there's a chunk of a chunk remember this is only an 80 minute movie as well but there's a few scenes in between and i thought that's weird if she experienced that she should have went right to her husband and said there's something i, fucking I weird thought the here. same thing i thought the yeah. same thing she hesitates to tell him she sort of like almost like whispers it at the last moment while he's confronting steve but she's not really like no no i'm yeah. with your brother here there should have been you're right there should have been that scene she there- says something earlier when they're in a room together though she goes i can't explain it the way steve can but I know something's going on behind. Oh, the that's door. true. You're right. She says those are her yeah, words. She did say, I, "I, you're right, and you're right, and that's maybe all you need." But it, I would have been like, "I can't explain it. I heard a voice. I heard a voice. This thing knows something, and it laughed. There's a sinister laugh. Right. I can't explain it. That would have been the dialogue you have. It's like it's. I don't want to fault the movie, but it, it maybe it knocks it down a, a peg for me, but a little bit because it's dialogue spoken for story convenience i think and i think if if it was a regular if you this was real life or if this was a regular situation there would have been more added to like that what she said to uh her husband i think i can explain this uh, i think there's a couple things that, that that may make it better number one she gets knocked out with the chloroform so maybe her wits aren't completely about her when she's coming out of it and she's still kind of groggy number two she is probably shocked by what she saw and number three, she's probably wrestling with it. Is that what happened or is that not what happened? Because she is a skeptic. So she has all this stuff going on, you know? Okay, yeah. People, I'll, people, I'll don't you that. think it's possible? Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Because otherwise I, I she's like not going to come out and slip out. If she was like a nervous person to begin with or someone that's on the teetering or whatever, she can come out right and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I saw it too. But because of her character and the way she's presented and then everything that happens to her, I could see her still not wanting because obviously they're birds of a feather. You know, her husband and her, they're very, you know, he's a math teacher and she isn't entertaining this idea for fucking even an iota of a fucking second. Matt you know does I mean? before so, she does. Right. He's like, let's get the hell that's out of here. So for her to be, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. to understand a little no, bit. No, I know. But that makes even more sense why she would still be skeptical up until, you know, when it's too late. What about then, the, the, sorry, what were you going to say? No, and then what happens ultimately, I knew that that proposition was going to come to him. At the end, when they were going to say, what's going to happen? There's still time to save him. I, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like, this is what he's going to try to sell to get out. And, and now, sure enough. Two two questions I had. Was the all those 
do- documentations of like crime and and evil and everything like that that was pinned up and tied was it just to say that they're all connected or are they all making pentagrams no it wasn't pentagrams to my it, belief it was just like he came up just, with some type of right he ca- he came up with some type of theory that this like evil this pure evil that's responsible for even just the smallest fraction of of, of misery in the world still accounts for like millions of people. Point one percent. And he talked right? about yeah, yeah. And he talks <laughs> about like that one girl who disappeared and then showed back up miraculously. And he's like, yeah, I the wouldn't devil be was locked up. Yeah, exactly. And he says, I think more are gonna show up. And I think, and you know, in the end, it's it's proven that he would have been right. But uh, it was just cool to just show like another level. That of is his, cool. Uh, that, of his psychosis, you know, from well, Matt's because, point of view, even though it's right. truth. Well, because you see it, and you're crazy like, you're, this guy's crazy, yeah. but then you're yeah. right. right. So, perfect. I just didn't know if there was more to it. I was, like, trying to – I think I was actually going crazy because I was actually visualizing <laughs> that these were making pentag- like a, a, a bunch of pentagrams, <laughs> which it's, it's not. The second thing, first cop comes down. Why does she shoot – she shoots the cop to not have him open the door because she's a full yes. belief now yeah. that she knows something's yes. evil there. But she doesn't – when he fires his gun, were we supposed to believe that it shot her? It did, yes. yeah. Okay. It, it's other. very, it's very tough to see, but yes. I think she's like shot in the chest, and okay. then she's shaking her head no when the second cop comes down. That's because... that's the only thing I can make sense of. I'm like, why? What's happening here? And then like, I wish they made that just a little bit more visible. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Just so you yeah. cut the that that bit more. Then... But that lighting in the cellar, man. It's talk great. about capture, talk about red. capturing the Christmas feel. I mean, you could technically say this is a Christmas movie, even though it is. <laughs> it, it is. is. It, I, mean, I it... thought that at the end too, because it does. It has the same lighting. Remember that movie? Again, we're going to talk about that movie, Red Christmas. And one of the things that I, we liked about it was the lighting that they were doing the red and the yeah. green. And what was they his did name? that here. What was his name in Red Christmas? Cletus. 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 <laughs> <I couldn't>... Yes. <laughs> no, yes. you're right. And the, the cold, the snow, it just it, it really captured perfectly for the atmosphere of the time. And just it's the like con- how inside. It's like how inside. Yeah. Exactly. Out, you know, and, and a great great idea for like sort of like juxtaposing like a happy the happiest time of year with like the worst thing you can imagine. You know, yeah. pure joy of Christmas versus pure evil of the devil. First and the time conversa- director. Yeah. Yeah, but this is his first movie. He was art director, and Dave made a maze. But this was his first direct. Like, this is a great debut. This is a great example of a low budget movie. Like, again, whether you like it or not, besides the point. But I think he did a great job here. I do too. He wrote, directed, and edited it. By the way, yeah. it's his fucking project. And the three producers are the also the top three credited actors. So yeah. it's a very fucking homegrown thing with these people. It's yeah. really cool, man. And I yeah. like that it keeps you guessing until the end because even the scene yes. where he's uh, he's seeing his wife and she's blindfolded and Jocelyn Donahue and she's tormented and she's like, I can't see anything. And it's a really nightmare yeah. scene. And and he's yeah. saying, you're not real. You're not real. And he's pointing the gun. And then it sort of like pulls back to reveal that he's actually pointing the gun at Matt and Karen. So, that, you know, and then he gives up the gun. Yeah, and he, when he first gives up the gun and he's and at that point, you're like, shoot, I, you still don't know at this point. This is pretty late into the film. You've got to let the you got to let the movie. This is a movie you don't necessarily want to watch in a group of people. You want to watch it no. like one, maybe two people, and just have yourself absorbed into the world, and it works perfectly. And that's exactly what happened to me because I'm like, okay, I, I went in, I went in with probably the the worst type of movie attitude in the sense of like not that i had no interest to watch it i'm like i gotta get this movie done because we're recording tomorrow and i had to watch right. the, the raptors game so i'm like how am yep. i gonna fit this in and i i, I at least you don't have to watch any more raptors games <laughs> oh yeah oh, oh, what a skunk. 
I, hey. I was rooting for them. I was rooting for well, them. Now that they're uh, done, I'm rooting for Boston, man, because, hey, that was fuck a good. Boston. Well, no, I've got well, to root by for them. Nature, I'm they took us down. Say fuck I Usually I do, I... too. <laughs> but in this case, I'm rooting for them now. I went on the win. Anyway, but, yeah, so I, I – Again, I'm not I I'm not like where we were just worth uh, what we do in the shadows, but I no. I wholeheartedly recommend this movie. I, it was a great again, Kevin. Thank you, great first time hey, watch. Yep. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I actually wanted my wife to watch this one too because I want to see. She kind of likes these ones too that don't spell everything out for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think well, there was something interesting with the voice. It yeah. starts oh, out so yeah. sort of. Um, it echoes. It has like, like a, yeah, and it's 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 almost like it's it's hurt and it's injured and it gets stronger and stronger as the film goes on mm-hmm. until the end where it's like it's taunting her and it's like it's like it's getting stronger. Especially the longer she keeps that cross off of it, it gets stronger and stronger. And it builds and it's you know and that laugh. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So yeah, it's, it's so. How about that Santa Claus on the TV? Oh, that was terrifying. Dude, like, what, what the- they're creepy as fuck. The way the guy just looked at him, and oh, yeah. dude, just like that. Yeah, dude. I didn't know what the hell that was, but they, it was like stuff of nightmares, like yeah. just a random yes. kind of like image. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't have known until I looked it up, and it says Santa and the actor who played Santa, and even in the credits it says Santa and the actor who played. Oh. I'm like, because I was like, I was like, what the hell is this? Who who is this person? He just had the red on. So I, I, I saw the red. I'm like, yeah, but it looked like a feeble old Santa. <laughs> you know what this movie reminds me of? It's kind of like the atmosphere and and, and um, the colors. It kind of reminds me of The Void, you know, another great independent film. There's just something about it. <laughs> Typically, when more they're subdued. down, here. the Void, yes. the Void is, goes more balls out, and this is more yes, contained. I, yeah. I guess you could call it contained horror. It takes place in this fucking house. <laughs> like, see, and I it, love these kind of movies with yeah. just a few characters in the movie. And if you like what's going on with the conversation, yeah. do you guys see, ever see that movie Pod? We watched it yeah. for this movie show, or I I watched it because it was on your. I thought we did it for the show, or it was one of the options for the show. I think we were given three extraterrestrial oh. found footage movies, and we ended up doing um, not Pod, but I ended up watching right. Pod I, as well. I never saw well, this not from- Pod. <laughs> not Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Pod is kind of similar to the Lauren Ashley Carter's actually. That's the one. Yeah, that, that's what I think. That's the only Lauren Ashley Carter film I haven't seen. Oh, you should see it because this reminds me of it. Uh, uh, one brother goes to another brother's house and he has something in the basement behind the door. And there's a similar. Yeah. It's not yeah. the entire movie isn't necessarily about it the way this is, but it is a big chunk of it. There's we should film our version of this movie in Christian's basement at the end. The door creaks open and it's a copy of Goosebumps. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I thought it'd just be David standing there naked, going, "I'm waiting." <laughs> Dave naked on a treadmill with a rotisserie chicken on Junior. <laughs> I mean, we, just, we just super zoom into his cock, and it just <laughs> slam cuts to black. And instead of my cock, it can either be a rotisserie chicken or Junior, or and my called, cock rotisserie chicken. It's called I, I Trap the Devil too. <laughs> That's a devilish thing, you know, to think about it. <laughs> By the way, Junior. He's got Today a bigger cock than mine. I'm locking him up in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen his cock. Oh. <laughs> we, we've been through this. Today's the 12th. Junior. Oh, oh, I'm not Junior. He's <laughs> I, I, I've done this again. I've, I've done never this seen like my own times. cock. 
I keep I keep saying Junior, but thinking Lucky or the other way. <laughs> it's, that's even creepier. To be I've honest. never seen Lucky's cock, and Lucky has certainly seen Junior's. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Lucky, today is the twelfth, and, and that means that in two days it's going to be one year since the the anniversary of when I found Lucky. It was the fourteenth. You mean the anniversary of when you kidnapped him? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stop. Oh. He was going to die, poor bitch. Wait, what, wait, what was it? Oh, when they found out about the market? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> he got so sad. Oh, like, this can't God. exist in my world. <laughs> anyway, eight, eight and a half for me. I went up. First I was at eight and a half, then I went down to an eight, and then I was going to give it an eight, and the discussion here made me go back up. It's an eight and a half for me. Yeah, I was a seven out of ten last year when I when I watched it. I just, I wasn't in love with that ending. I just couldn't make sense of it. I guess I wasn't paying attention enough, but I like the theory that it's the daughter. And I like the idea that the devil, the representation of evil, as it's talked about in this film, can just be, can be anything. So the idea that it's a little girl skipping down the street and evil is back out in the world and random acts of, uh, of, of violence are going to continue to exist. And it's just sort of like, quite eerie and un- unsettling in more ways than if it was a like you said a horned demon or or yeah. even if there was nothing because then it puts doubt in your mind so eight out of ten i've come up a full point nice i'm with you b eight out of ten first time i nice. really enjoyed it Damn. oh great movie and one other thing i looked up uh something and did you know that sal can actually be short for salvador which is spanish which would make him latino Oh. Well, it is short for Salvatore, which was or, Italian. Or it could be short for Salvador. <laughs> San Salvador? Or El, or El Salvador. It's okay. fucking crazy that I was thinking of that when I was driving the other day, for yesterday for work, in between the last recording and this. And I'm like, I can't believe Brandon thought, well, maybe that could be Latino. And I was actually thinking about it at one point. You know what? I looked I it up. Driving. I looked it up yesterday. Every sale like, I know is Italian. I got sales I, in my family, cousins, fucking. I, I know so many sales. Salvatore, sale, Sally boy. You know you what? Know? I looked up Sal and it's like, okay, of, a, of Italian descent. Then there was another one that says Latin of Spanish descent, Salvatore for Italian, Salvador for Spanish, but whatever. It was a good laugh anyway. And a yeah, good show. Salivate for me. The. It was a great show. It was awesome. And I just want to throw yeah. a shout out. We always talk about slasher movies and how they don't make them anymore the way Sh- they used slashers? to. Slashers? Slasher. <laughs> I don't know what the hell. <laughs> we were talking about slasher movies. Slasher. Uh, I don't usually binge watch shows. And I had watched the first season of Slasher when it first came out and enjoyed it. And I finally went and watched the second season of Slasher, which I think was ni- uh, 2018, 17 or 18. It's great. It's everything. Really? It's got great gore kills. It's fantastic. The only thing that they've done to modernize it, because I'm on the third season now too, uh, is that there's a lot more woke things. Like there's everything. There's a. It's full fledged. Lots of gay characters. Everything. So I mean, other than that, that's the only thing that's different. But that's just a sign of the times, modern and uh, in the reality of the world. Back in the day, they didn't really showcase that in films as much. Other than that, super gory. Great, great, uh, great moments. Good characters. A kind of good who done it. Mystery. There's a. It's a who done it. It's a mystery, and I, I caught on. I p- figured out one component of the second season way early on. I'm like, wait, they're doing something here, and I got that, but I didn't piece together everything. So it was still yeah. a good reveal at the end. I'm on to the third season now. Enjoying it. This, this one. The cool thing about part two is it has a summer camp 
uh, aspect to it. So that's what makes it stand above. Three is doing well so far, but uh, I'll report back when I finish that one. But check it out if you're there on Netflix, at least Canadian Netflix for sure. The three seasons of Slasher, and if you're craving for some yeah. Slasher goodness, check it out. It has a different ending in American Netflix. <laughs> I want to see it. I've never watched it. I've heard different things about it, but I trust you enough to say I'm gonna go watch it. Have you seen Scream Queens? See? No, I tried to watch it and I never got into it. But I, I it's another oh, one I'll go try oh, you, back and. You, you didn't get into it. You watched an episode and it wasn't for you. The very first episode, but I mean, I, I'm again. It could have just been I wasn't. I'm not one for shows because I know I have to keep coming back. And so, like this one, I put Slasher and I just binged it by myself. There was nobody I had to wait for or anything. I just was like, okay, and I just watched it all the way through. Eight episodes done. What is it about nice. e- EH though that you keep coming back? Exploding heads. <laughs> said- <laughs> no. You said no. you have a thing for shows. I just. <laughs> um watch season one of scream queens watch right. it watch it uh, now season two is okay it's not bad because it, it still keeps emma and her friends but season one i think is brilliant the fucking writing but you're gonna watch an episode or two and you, you you're either gonna be 100 percent into the humor uh, of the way she's portrayed or not and if you're not going to be i could see oh yeah this this isn't for me but if you can appreciate the type of humor and, and specifically Emma and, and the shit that fucking she says and that characterization that she does so well, you will love it. And it's great. But that, that's an old, that is old school slasher stuff, you know, front to back modern, but, but still pretty solid with a good mystery. Who's the killer and, and everything else. And that's slasher for sure. Modern for sure. Yes. Uh, and you don't but have to start with season stuff. one. Cause there's no continue every season. It's its own oh. story. So you do not have to start with season one. So if you want to go right to season two, go right to season two. How many seasons are there? Three. All right, I'll start with four. I want to choke you to death. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new okay. saying for you. <laughs> I'm going to take one second to uh, talk about the future shows because we put everything out there. Everybody picked. This is what's coming next. Uh, this was a great show. And again, I'll say it again. Kevin has great taste because the way I rated these movies, uh, an eight, an eight and a half, a nine and a fucking ten. I mean, that's great. I, I enjoyed all these movies thoroughly. Uh, the next show. Demons and Demons 2 and The Fog. Nice. And then we go into October. The Lodge, It Follows, and Oculus is one show. After that, It Chapter 1 and 2 and Host. Not The Host. Host, the newer movie on Shudder. Finally a new movie. Uh, After that, Fright Night, The Dead Zone, and Waxworks is the next show. We get to do Ah, Waxworks. That's a good show. That's Waxworks. That's not Waxwork. That's a different movie. No. No, it's not. It is. There's a movie I put called the movie out there. I don't give a fuck. It was from picked from my list, and I was talking about Waxwork. Okay, we'll or, make sure well, that that's what they meant. What the name of the movie is? I know. Hey, what's what's Waxworks? I don't know what the fucking Waxwork movie. There is. There's a movie called Waxworks. Way way before Waxwork was made. There's a Are bunch of films. There's a bunch of movies called Waxwork. Yeah, I think it's even on Shutter. Waxworks. You mean yeah. the house that drip blood? Yep. That's a I'm good movie, but we're doing Waxwork. Yeah, we're doing them. I call it Wax Works. I'm sorry, I fuck up. But either way, that's what it is. What I wrote down in Patreon, and I'm sure John Rhodes, if I'm wrong, and you're talking about some other phantom fucking Waxwork movie, then tell me. Well, do any one you want. How's that? If I fucked up, but I'm assuming he's talking about Waxwork from the fucking 1988. But anyway, um, and then November first show is the Purge franchise. We finally get to do that. It'll be our last franchise for a long time. And then week after that, the Rental new movie. The Town That Dreaded Sundown and Body Double. 
So that's which should... uh, which town that you're sundown original or newer? New, new, new. It's off the top 100 list. Oh, okay, okay. No, that's yeah. fine. And then, I like, I like and cool. then the last show in November: Annihilation, Ghost Story, and Session Nine. So. Okay. Oh, and, uh, have the lo- the lodge is new also 2020. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. So the lodge, the host, and the rental. Three fucking. Yeah. We finally get some 2020s. Of course, after December, December we're gonna have our, you know, our Christmas, our fucking end of the year, our, our, our five year celebration, and then next year after that we'll be doing our thing. We'll I'm doing- really looking forward to this year's end of year show because I like the fact. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't like the fact that all the big Hollywood films got canceled, but I like the fact that it's. I really have no clue. I can maybe guess what Dave's number one might be at this point, but. It's going to be I think I think we'll have a lot of similar films because that's just the way it ends up being. But I think it's we're going to expose people to some films that they might not have watched because I all, agree. It's, it's all just I don't smaller, think, lower budget. You it's don't? a strange year. I do. I think I don't, I, I don't think there's going to be any exposure because I think everybody's been watching the same things. Really? Everybody has a different opinion on fucking uh, opinion. Yes. But I don't, nothing in my top 10 is going to be a surprise to anybody. It's just a surprise. Of where maybe it lands. There's well, no look surprise at movies. Way. Look at it this way. See, just today, Jason Smith talked about two movies that he liked. And I haven't heard anybody else talk about them. And, and I think somebody else, maybe it was B, came and said, oh, I like that one a lot too, and this and that. But I haven't heard anybody else talking about them. So I think there's movies out there that but they're not getting advertised that some people aren't even aware exist. So if yeah. you didn't see that message today, see, what I do is anytime I see a message or I'm on social media, I take it and I put it on my watch list on fucking, what do you call it? Um, Letterboxed. And then I, I take time to analyze it later and decide if I'm going to watch it. So if I'm mildly interested, I put it there. But then there, I'm telling you, I hear about movies all the time that people are watching that I know I'm not going to watch just by my system. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot yeah. of that going on this year. People are trying to wear. I don't uh, know. Yeah, but, but remember, our listenership is the people that are in our group. So it's, di- it's different than it used to be as well. So it's not like a bunch of uh, you know passive horror fans. Now it's pretty much the dedicated horror fans that uh, that uh, that are already in the group and everything else. So... It's a bit different than usual. Are we doing a top 20 or are we doing a top 10? I was initially okay with, I wanted 20, but then as the year was going on, I was like, well, maybe this is the year to do 10. But B keeps selling me on the fucking 20. So <laughs> I feel like we, not only do we have to do 20, but I feel like I already have 20 films at eight or above already. Okay. I think I may. I might even have more than 20. I mean, I granted I've watched 85 already and I, I don't have a system. I will watch a movie that, more than likely, I know it's going to be bad, or somebody said it's bad, but maybe I'll take a chance because maybe I'll be different, and most of the time it's not. But, but I mean, I still have like 30, 40 films left that I want to see. I thought I was going to do like 100 this year. I'm probably going to hit like 125 by the end of the year. Well, I'm 34 out of 36. Boom. I'm still fucking champing right now. I'm having a great time. So And those movies, <laughs> look, I don't know about Rent-A-Pal. I think that was one Jason brought up. But uh, yeah, feedback, my watch list now. feedback I saw months ago and uh, very good movie. Feedback, huh? Yeah, Feedback was I'll one of the others he, he brought up recently. Okay, I'll write that I'm, one down. I'm, I'm the, the uh, like I'm not saying, I'm not anti-new movie. I think you guys know that about me. I'm totally, but I'm. Uh, this has been the year of going back and revisiting all my old favorites and things that I I feel like I missed from way back when and I'm enjoying yeah. that. So my my 2020 watches are low and I'm I'm I got to click along. I'll probably end up with you know maybe 40 50 by the end of the year. I'm not I'm not looking to to hit a record on it. I think anything. if you ask Dave and I, you know, someone like Jason, Heather and Scott who have watched a million of them 
already yep. this year, you'll get the right ones. I think 50s a I think 50s like a probably a good number to hit for the year if you watch the right ones. You could watch uh I mean you could just watch all the top contenders. 52 is my goal. I've been saying it all year. I want to do it. I want to do that one a week. <laughs> I want that to be my average. It's perfect. 52 movies. I might go over because I look at my watch list and I have like fucking 30 movies in it. But yeah. a lot of just because they're on the watch list doesn't mean shit. Like I have movies there that are there and I look at them. I'm like, well, I'm still not convinced. So <laughs> it's just like I look at it, like somebody one person will get a four out of five. They'll, they'll be raining and raving or they'll be raving about it. Give us an example. Give us an example. Okay. I'll do one right now. Okay, let's go to my watch list. Okay, I have 31 movies, 27 are new ones. So I'm going to go all the way to the back, and I'm going to say, okay, the first one here is The Siren, okay? So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people have watched The Siren. The highest rating, one person gave it four stars. Everybody else has given it three and a half or three. So to me... One person blowing it isn't enough. I need I need more. I see that you watched it, B, but I don't see it because you know I'm just like me. We keep it to ourselves till the end. That's, so that's it's the just gonna be hanging they, there. That's the people who did. They look like people. And, they look uh, like people. Okay, and all right. Honestly, I I would skip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now there's this other one. All that we destroy. There's like 20 people that watch it. One person gave it a four and a half. Everybody else has given one person gave it a four. Jason Smith, who's always high on things, uh, everyone else has given it a three and a half or less, and a couple people gave it a two. I don't know if you've seen it, but again, it's not enough for me to say I, I, it's a can't miss. It's called All That We Destroy. So I just had them sitting there hanging out. There's this movie Abracadabra, what hasn't has not been given a physical yet. Somehow people it's have on seen YouTube. it. But... It's on YouTube. It's the guy that really? did uh, uh, the Francesca. Gal, Jallo, it's like in in right. yeah, it's there. It's like fifty. It's some seventy minutes, something like that. It's on YouTube. Did you watch it? I was about to watch it, but I haven't yet. Okay, well, I'll tell you what about this movie. One, two, three, four. I only have six people that watched it, but the lowest grade is three and a half, and four people have given given it four stars. That's so it's definitely people one. love his movies. Like I, I, I actually I love his visuals. He can't. It's an it's an hour and six minutes. The movie. An hour and seven minutes. That might be an hour and seven minutes too long. Here, I'll send really? you guys the link. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it okay. yet. Okay. Now, here's Lake of Death. There's like 20 people that have seen it, right? Lake oh, One death. person, oh. Mark Nato gave it a four star. But see, Mark Nato sometimes gives movies four stars, and I watch them, and I don't like them at all. So I don't necessarily trust his high rates. But Mark Nato gave it four stars. Sam gave it four stars. Everybody else gave it three stars or less. So again, I can't fucking pull the trigger based on two people out of fucking 16. I would skip so Lake of hang- Death and I would skip Siren. I did not like either one. Spoiler. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't That's not. fine. No, thank you. Here's another one. Alive. One, two, three, five people have seen it. One of them is B. Mark Nato gave it four stars again. I don't know. David Michigan Garrett, four stars. So I mean, then two people have three and a half. So it's there. It's just not enough ratings for me to necessarily. I saw this. I think that's what I said. Let's see. Oh, no, not Alive. What movie was it? Alive. Yeah, you saw it. Pixelated Carl, B. Orlick, The Real Mark Nato, Flying Whale 1, and David Gare. The only people that have seen this movie. I so even, again... I don't even know this movie. Okay, well, it's in my watch list, and you said you saw it. I don't know what I mean, to tell you. I'm trying to look it up to see... Oh, okay. Silhouette. Mark Nato gave it four stars. Everybody else gave it three and a half or less. It's not enough. I just cannot. That's what I'm saying. So they're just kind of sitting around. Now, there's movies that I know for sure I'm going to watch, like The Spree. Everybody's watching this fucking Spree movie, and 
I see a five. I see a four. I see another four. Is, another is, four. It's like four. one of those. Uh, I'm a guy in a killing spree filming it. Is that what it is? Oh, alive with Jeff from uh, Saw Three. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. What was that other slasher movie that came out? Open twenty four hours. Open twenty four hours. And I and saw then, it. And then the other one. And I liked it. There's another one. Uh, just came out. Uh, uh, oh, f- not do the right thing. <laughs> but something like. I I can't remember that. I thought another slasher, huh? The owners is that a slasher? I don't know. No, the owners, the owners is worth a che- is worth checking out. Is it now? Okay. Yeah. See, when I look at this, it's got one. Jason Smith gave it a four. Everybody else gave it a three or less. This one gave it a two. This one gave it a two. So I'm like, what? The yeah, fuck? I saw somebody giving a two to the owners uh, when I was on Letterbox last night. I'm like, that's that's a bullshit rating. And it's cool, Peter. Cruel Peter really has me perplexed because I think I've heard you say something really good about it. I think I've heard um, Scott and Heather say something good. Only one other, only one person gave it a four star. Guess who? Mark Nato. Everybody else, three stars or less out of like fucking 12 people. I gave it a seven out of 10. It was surprisingly good given that cover art. But I think seven I like out of 10 might, might, what, you like the cover art? Yes, I do. Oh wow! I thought that would fail your cover art. I thought that was going to be like one of the worst cover arts of the year. I was like, this. Oh wait so- a minute! You know what I like about it? The color of the red. Oh, okay. something about that red. Yeah, but that. It's <laughs> but I, I I enjoyed it. But again, I, none of these would make my list. You know All the I, movies I just it, mentioned. It, it just seems like people have to be Marco Polo now. They've got a. They've got to find some hidden gem and announce it to the masses. And I'm like, you know what? If I see it, I see it. If I don't, I don't. I, I I'm gonna watch what but I want. I, I, and, well, that's how that, so much that's times. A, yeah, I want to make sure if I watch something, it's list worthy. Like I said, I I only I have thirty six in. I'm trying to keep it at fifty two. I don't want to. I don't have. Okay, look at it this way. Will I be mad if I watch a movie that I give a seven out of ten to? No, of course not. But I, it, that time would have been better spent watching a fucking eight or higher or something that's going to make the list or an old that I've watched other time. I'm not mad at watching a. This still counts as a recommendation, but it's like. You know what I mean? If it's just another horror movie and I watch it, yeah, it's pretty good. That's okay. There's nothing wrong watching a movie and at the end saying, yeah, that was pretty good. I just want to, what little time I have, I want to dedicate it to fucking. Yeah, and I think I think that list of films is all a list of pretty good films. But again, it's really it comes down to your judgment call because because look, I mean, I know of two movies this year that people are praising and loving that I absolutely did not like it all and one of them I think I'd be below a five on and people are raving it and. I'm, you know, everybody's different, but I would say of those movies, of the ones I saw on there, they're all good films. Probably none of them are going to make my list, but. Okay, so that's why they're on my my hold. I don't know. Get Duked, I'm going to watch based on. Get Duked, Get Duked was a ton of fun and definitely worth watching. I'm going to see the ones I said I'm definitely going to watch. You said good call. It was Get Duked and it was three. I'm definitely watching. There's other movie you're called Cut Off. I'm definitely watching Cut Off. Not many people have seen it, but the ratings are all four or higher out of three people. Four, four, and a four and a half. I'm watching it. I, but it's two hours long. I just haven't had the time to, to sit down and watch it. It's more that, than two hours. Is that about a circumcision? <laughs> no, but it's a foreign movie, and it's long, and there's a heavily mutilated corpse in it. So, a hashtag alive? I don't know. Every time a movie starts with hashtag, it kind of throws me off. But I'm, I'm, a half, couple good I'm halfway through it. It's really fun. It's it's typical okay. Korean uh, zombie so far, but very good so far. How about Two Heads Creek? Is that the slasher? Two Heads Creek was a blast. Is it I a would, slasher? It sounds like one. It's a comedy. Comedy. Oh, another Horror comedy. I would put that on par. With, I would watch that with Get Duked as a double feature. Really? Do you yeah. think I'll like them or are they going to be too goofy? Should I even bother? 
I think you'll like them. What about okay. the pale door? Didn't I'm skipping the pale door. It's not even on my list. Go ahead, B. What? Sorry. I, I didn't see the pale door. I don't like pale. I, I want a darker door. I'm already pale enough. How about 122? The only person I saw that raved about it was one person. It, it was, it was uh, Scott Crawford. Scott, Scott, yeah, Scott. And one person gave it a three besides him. And Brandon has never rating, but no one seems to have watched it. Is it even horror? I'm trying to look at my rating to to see. I, I remember thinking it borderlines in horror. Again, I gave it a seven. Okay. See another seven. All right. How about extracurricular? Extracurricular. See, I, I, I actually gave it a four. Everybody I actually else think I gave it. I'm giving away all my ratings, but I don't, don't care. Do I, don't, don't do that. I, I gave it. I gave it a good a good score. I actually might revisit though. I have a feeling you're gonna love it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on the limb and say you're gonna love extracurricular. Wow. Okay. So I'm glad I mentioned it on the show just now. Extracurricular is definitely worth checking out. One hundred. Well, if you think I'm gonna love it, then I'm. I'm I really do. I really do. I think it's easy to see. I think it's on Voodoo or something. Any asshole can watch it. So for free. (laughs) Any asshole. Including Christian. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. Christian's like, I want to go. What about everybody blowing that? I'm thinking of ending things. See, I don't want to watch it because everyone I hear talk about it that likes it talks about the book, and it seems like it's one of those movies where you really got to be into the book to know what the fuck's going on here. Is that even? But that's not a horror movie, is it? Or is every horror fan is talking? I heard it's like fringe, but that's Uh, not the one I was talking about. There's there's another one that just came out. I think it's for rent now. That is a slasher film. I think Jason uh, Smith was talking about it a week or two ago. Um, and I, I, I can't seem to find it anywhere here. I know if I go on my TV on prime, it's there to rent, but I can't, when I try to bring it up on my computer here, it's not giving me the option to rent it. Well, he so. blew feedback. He four and a half fucking from Jason Smith. Um, this, see, this is one I think I'd watch. There's a couple other fours on there. There's a, a three and a half. Worth, feedback's worth checking out. I'm not as high as Jason Smith, but it's worth checking out. It's got great actors in it. It's got Richard Brake in it. I know you'll, you'll like him. Okay, maybe I already saw that slasher. See, maybe uh, whatever the hell it was, maybe I watched it because like, I did watch. It's like something rough thing. I I, I can't. Why am I not get rough duped is here? It's it's like to get duped is available for me just to watch. Yeah, on that's Amazon. an Amazon original. Okay, get duped is yeah. Yeah, get duped is a lot of fun. Nice. I'll tell you what film I really liked. I don't know if you guys will, but Dead Dicks. Dead Dick. No, I haven't seen that one. Is Very, it a comedy? No. Okay. I'll look at it again. I'm There it is. See. There it is. It is Random Acts of Violence. Oh, that one. I've heard so many mixed things on it, but but uh, Jason and Jamie both really liked it, but I've heard a lot of other people say that the third act is fucking terrible. So I, I, I've been... I would say check it out. Plus, it's got yeah. Corbett from Saw in it. Yeah, I really wanted to see this, so... She's all grown, grown up. Remember the yeah, the little girl. She's all grown up. Rand, isn't that a slasher? Uh, a, 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 a slasher. Isn't that a Shutter movie? Yes. Did you watch that La Llorona movie on Shudder? Because I was thinking about maybe, but then I heard Venom I say it. it's barely a horror movie. It's I watched it. I watched it. Yeah, I could see people saying it's fringe, but it's terrific. Really? What about it's Mark terrific. of the Devil 2020? What's Mark of the Devil? It's on uh, uh, Shudder as well. Or it's on, no, or it's on Netflix. Mark of the Devil. I thought it was a remake, but. Uh, no, yeah, way to match the violence. I literally have 25 people that have watched this movie. One person gave it a four. It was Jason. I told you. Holy shit! One person gave it a four. Two. So two people out of two people out of twenty-five gave Random Acts of Violence a four. Everybody else gave it a fucking three and a half or less. I would still check it out. 
I would still check it out. That Mark of the Devil movie has a 3.2 on the B, and it has Jerry Herring on the cover. Which movie now? Mark of the Devil 2020. Tell me that's not Jerry Herring on the cover. Mark of the Devil is an old movie, too. There's been a yeah, but this is like a 2020 a person. Yeah. Is it yeah. Asian? It's, what is this? It's Mexican. Yeah. The Devil's Mark. La Marca del Demonia, that one? No, Diego Cohen, Mark of the Devil 2020. My, my, it's called The Devil's Mark if you look at it on, on what do you call it? Um, do you see the cover with the red and that man on like it? Jerry That's Jerry Herring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, look. Look at people watching. That's fucking Jerry Herring. <laughs> it is Jerry Herring. Okay. <laughs> wow, interesting. Okay, let me tell you about that one. Five people have, have seen it. This is what the ratings are. Mark Nato only gives it a two and a half. Okay? He and he's the high guy. This Lonely Bob zero. Yori one and a half. James Couch one. The horror freak one and a half. This movie's getting fucking dumped on. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Unless there's a reason to it. It's did you say to watch it B or something? No. I was Did you say to watch it? I just want you to see the no, I haven't seen it. That's an obvious skip for if me. If Jerry Herring is the star of the movie, I'll skip it. Maybe if Jerry Herring is in it and he sells me on it, maybe just to watch Jerry. If I was in a movie, I want Jerry to watch it. So, but it's fair is fair. So, <laughs> did you see Uncle Peckerhead? Not yet. It wasn't bad. It I think you'll like it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. But overall, again, I'll say this one more time before we go. I am having a fucked up year where all the stuff that everyone else is just thinking is okay, I'm loving, and all the stuff that I think is fucking just okay, they're loving. This has never happened to me before. That's I, good. I'm, I like that because I feel why. I feel like I'm having the same thing with some of these movies. So I'm I'm glad we'll have different lists then. Yeah, so, I, I think we will have different lists. Christian right? will have no list. Christian's gonna be like Jeremy with a top six. It's not true. <laughs> I'll have a top whatever. I just I'm just not blowing the air. It's it's okay. It's fair. It's fair. It's been okay, but I've had to. I do have some high rated movies. I do have like four or five that are like fucking nine. I have some some solid flicks. I really yeah. think I know Dave's number one already, but save it for the show. <laughs> I have a I, actually. I, if I say it now, it's spoiler, but I, so I can't do it. But I was gonna say something that I guarantee you're gonna know before the show, unfortunately. But um, what was I gonna tell you? The Babysitter Two. I'm not gonna watch it based on everything I've heard. But B, everyone knows how much you blow the Babysitter. Are you gonna watch this one? I already did. I am. And I'm gonna say that. You gave the first one a what? What was your rating? This is number one movie I, of the year. Yeah, I, I know. Think I, was, what was, I think the it was a nine and a half. Nine. It was a nine and a half. I'm gonna go out on a limb with knowing nothing except what I read online. Let's see how fucking skillful I am. And so you're gonna give this a seven and a half. Okay. I already rated it. You were only off by a point. I won't tell you what direction, but you were off oh, by a point. I'm curious now. <laughs> Could that Samara fucking cameo really put it that high for you? Hmm. Well, you do like the comedy, and it's the same type of comedy. Because everything <laughs> I've heard about it is that it's very much like a retread of the original, but not as good. So, you know what I mean? And doesn't have Samara in it, so I don't know. But and, and it's more comedy than horror. Right, and it's People more are comedy fucking than shocked about that? I don't think they're shocked. It's, it's, but you know what? It, it's kind of a retread of the original, just not as good. Yes. Yes. That is the I will say this. I will say this. You should, you're right. If it becomes my number one film, shit. Uh, he'll be the, the the star of it, the kid who plays Call, will be in three of my number one films in the six uh, top shows we did with Babysitter, Babysitter 2, and I See You. Oh, I See You is good. I'll give you props on that one. 
cool. What I don't right. want to do is see you two any longer. That's fair. I never <laughs> wanted to see you. <laughs> that came out way worse than I meant. It was my segue to end the show. Yeah, let's that, end that's it. Fair. That's fair. I got to try to figure out how I'm going to put up all these things in this room and have this horror room completed. <sighs> and my Friday the 13th room. Da, 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 da. I can't wait to fucking debut that shit. Yeah, Just do it you. with the door closed. Good night, oh. everybody. No, so the cat doesn't get out. What are you owing over there? I was... Oh, not like because so, you don't want to see it. Do it no. with the door. Oh, okay. of course. That's literally how it came off. I was like, I yeah, do it with the door closed so we don't have to watch. Right, right. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, uh, well. I want to see your Friday the 13th room and your racks. No, I it's been, don't hey, want to okay. Show me your racks. Hey. <laughs> okay. Oh, you look like Buffalo Bill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we love you long time. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Peace.